we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I'm James. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's October. It's spooky season. That, that totally counts. That works. Man. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, week two of having the whole gang here. Love it. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Good. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it, man. I can tell. <laughs> Look at this kid. He's feeling the shows. We just had him do a mic check, and uh, he was being all weird because that's what he does. Yes. And then we were like, "Hey, we're not recording," and he just instantly shifted to normal. And then we just we realized how much of a show he puts on for you every week. Hi, 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 All right, James, you had a game today, right? Mm-hmm. What what positions were you today? Center and. Left outside linebacker. Ooh, okay, okay. Now, so you're carrying on the tradition, the family tradition of being a center then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've All discussed right. this. Okay. I, I don't completely understand it because we, uh, we have different bone structures, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's mentality. Luke Mike. is trying not to laugh. It's mentality. <laughs> <laughs> they say that offensive linemen are some of the smartest people in the game. You gotta you gotta make the call outs right. You gotta let the people know on your squad who they're blocking. Do you have to? Do you do you find the mic? You like forty two is the mic. Forty two, forty two. You should you? ask coach about that at practice this week. Huh? Okay. And even if not you the don't mic know, like your dad, pretend you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout it out. You can point at your dad. Just point at a random kid. Thirty <laughs> two is the mic. He's like I'm what? Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Jaden with three Y's. You just put up a good game, though. You just shut out the other team. Yeah. 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 You shut them out? Dude, that's incredible. 26 nothing. Whoa. Nicely done. Okay. What's your team record this year? Two and one. Two and one. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I do have a question for you. I think there's something we've got to get out get out the open and air it out for the good of the, good of the pod crew because we don't want any awkwardness. So yesterday, um, when I was telling you that I was going to watch the game with Brent, you said, oh, is he coming over? Oh. Yeah, I know. And I said, no, I'm going out there. What's, what's your problem? And you said. What'd you say, James? So, I'm prepared to have my heart broken. <clears throat> James. What we learned is he's got a teammate on his team named CJ, who came over and watched the game with him. And apparently, when his friends are over, we're not cool enough to hang out with. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so he'll hang out with us on Sunday nights when all his friends are in bed. Well, we had Nolan over here a couple of weeks ago. It starts now, well, Mike. Little double standard. <laughs> yeah. so, how are you going to mend this relationship with Brent? Yeah, James. <laughs> Pet the dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a good Avoid start. I like it. James would, A good start would be to congratulate him on his Mariners making the playoffs. Hey, James, let me tell you. This was a sports weekend that was stressful. Very, very stressful. Max stress. But all three teams that I cheered for came through. And that's not happened in a long time. So it was a good weekend for me. Did you see any of the things about the last time the Mariners were in the playoffs? Did Wasn't you see it 2001 when the Yankees knocked them out? Yeah. That, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even share that piece of information with him. We just focused on it was before he was born. <laughs> nice work. Were your mom and dad dating when the Mariners were last in the playoffs? 
No. 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 Did they I, know each other? No. No. Yeah, I was still in high school. So were you. I, yeah. Brent's, Brent's an old man. So I'm an old man. But. It's the gray in the beard. Yeah. So say con- congratulations on your Mariners. Jim. Congratulations. On there we go. Season. Thank you. James. You know, we should probably I, call is our um, loyal pod listener, Uncle Jim, and let him know too, right? The Yankees are still better. <laughs> um, Mariners 5-1 and one this season against the Yankees in the regular season. Who has the better record? Mariners. Oh, record? <laughs> doesn't matter. You guys going to gonna play like... All those bad teams over there. We have to play the Astros. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the one division in baseball that has four of the five teams over 500. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are You don't have to play the Astros all the time, okay? Yeah, fair. The Trashtros. We have to play the Astros sometimes. Yeah, like, but we got to play them like every other year. week. Yeah, see. It's rough. <laughs> hey, at one point, all of our division was over 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both your teams beat up on the White Sox all year long (laughs) in the AL Central. Speaking of relics, Tony La Russa is still the manager, right? (sighs) Yes. The White Sox? Thanks for Run, Tony, run! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't run anymore. (laughs) There's a lot. That's a loaded statement. Um, Run his track no more. um, uh, (laughs) What else, James? Anything else we need to hit on with you? James, give us your breakdown of the game on Saturday. How did you? Who'd you watch it with? CJ? Mm-hmm. TJ? His buddy CJ, who's oh, on CJ. his football team. I'm just firing off initials. Classmate. Classmate. Clark School. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, how did you two? What'd you think of the game? We barely watched it. You barely watched it. <clears throat> so, Stacy reported because I did, because James didn't want to watch the game with me, I went and watched it with Brent at his house. But Stacy reported to me that um, James was a little bit frustrated with the Grizz. And that she pointed out to him that he called that it could be a, a, a close one based on history. Wait, what? You don't remember that? I think it was on the pre the preseason show. Yeah, I think it might have been. Huh? That's oh, crazy. You do your research and then you let it, let it go. <laughs> if anyone ever credits you with a good idea, you take it. Just take, take it. it. Buddy. Take yeah, it. I remember. I called it, yo. I'm like, yep, that was me. <laughs> So you didn't really watch the game, Mm-mm. but you know he won, Mm-mm. and you got a little frustrated with what you saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Should we get your picks for this week? Probably. Do you want to fire through it? <laughs> okay, we're gonna You're start. A man, a few words this week. Huh? What are you right. talking about, man? So, <laughs> somebody on the pod last week suggested that James should have his own podcast. Yeah. Was that you? No, there was like a reply in the the greater realms of the internet. So Thursday afternoon, my mother texted me, <laughs> and she said, <laughs> "I would love it if James had his own podcast." Hey, perfect. And then she brought it up again today when I was sitting next to her and my dad watching James's football game, and I said, "Mom, <laughs> why why do you only listen to James?" She said, "Well." I just, I'm not really a football fan. So I turn it off when James is done. I said, well, James is talking about the same stuff that I'm talking about, Mom. (laughs) (sighs) It's fine, Mom. It's all right. I think that my mother might love you more than me. Oh, wow. (laughs) He doesn't believe me. (laughs) 
Does that mean she loves Abby more than John? Or Maybe. Rose I think that John? I think Maybe. she uh, she likes her grandkids quite a bit. There's nothing like her grandma's love, buddy. Hannah over you. That could be. Oh, for sure. I she like is going to Mike. text me now and make sure that everybody knows this is not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, everyone is loved. <laughs> Even Why Luke. Don't just, yeah. Next Why week. don't we just do a 15-minute session of well, just me talking? Well, we're getting close. Guys do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty much there. So we should get Grandma Nugent on next week. And the two of you can break down the bye week. How's that sound? Wait, what? Is Grandma Nugent awake at 8.30 on a Sunday evening? Probably not. Probably not. It's 50-50. 50-50, If okay. she is, she's probably painting or watching the news. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Should we, uh, should we move on let's to the games? Some games. Yeah. Let's fix some games. This has been a really disjointed <laughs> All right, James. We're going to start off with an easy one. Are you ready? One and three Cal Poly goes to one and four Northern Arizona. You said that was easy? I know. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. What? Okay, so Cal Poly uh, played terrible last week, but their starting quarterback was out. Northern Arizona is terrible, so they just were Northern Arizona. But they're at home. But they're at home. Is this the toilet poll of this week? I mean... Uh, kind of, kind of. So There's another one that's ball? really weird, but yeah. We got a couple of bye weeks this week, so a little easier like sleep. the other one may be like Idaho State at Northern Colorado or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what's your pick? Horses Probably. or bearded men with axes? Bearded men with axes. Okay, he's going with NAU. All right. Idaho State, fresh off their own Super Bowl. Goes to Montana State. <laughs> MSU. Yeah. 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 I'm going to save the Portland State one for you because it's going to be a tough one. Has there been a single game where. Oh, wait. Oh. What's up? Oh, I was asking if there has been a single game that I haven't picked Montana State to win, but then I remembered Oregon State. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, are you the cat fan of the pod, James? No. Okay. But my cousins would like me to be. <clears throat> Let's let's get into this. Let's hop into the Portland State game. Lincoln University of California oh. <laughs> goes to Portland State. Oh. I think they're Division Two. They have a gray shield on ESPN Sports, which usually means they're not Division One. Wait, but a D two school goes to Portland Utah State. State. Portland State. Portland yeah, State. Yeah, but Utah Tech. Doesn't have a logo on ESPN or whatever. Uh, and they're a D1 school. Yeah, true. Anyway, who do you got in that game? Probably Portland State. Good call. Who's next? Let's try to look up their division. Rabbit hole. <sighs> I feel they're, like they're, they're in the whack. Yeah, so Portland State's going to win that. Oh, no, they're with Portland State. Okay. Northern Colorado goes to Sacramento State. Sac State. Eastern Washington goes to Weber State. Weber had a week off. Eastern played today. Yeah, and they got demolished. That they did. Yeah. As expected. Not as much as the point differential. Oh, somewhat. So the point. It was 52 to 17? 
Yeah, the point spread was like 32 points, and someone said there's no way that Florida is winning by four scores. Okay. And they won by five, so technically they were right. That's a good point. So who are you picking? Weaver or Eastern? Where's it at? Ogden. It's in Weaver's home. Oh, then Weaver. Weaver. All right. Those are the games. We got a lot of buys this week. Grizz are off. Idaho's off. Other teams are off. I don't know. UC Davis is off. UC Davis is off. After that egg they laid. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got, buddy. How much points did UC Davis score last night? 24. Mm. Did you fall asleep before the end of the game, too? Well, it depends what time the end of the game was. (laughs) That's a yes. It was like 11.45. So, James, did you watch football yesterday in the evening, or did you watch a movie? Both. What movie did you watch? Hocus Pocus 2. Ooh. Who is your favorite character? Why is this all new to you? You were there. (laughs) (laughs) And to, to put a bow on this, he had my phone in the ESPN app. I was so watching I actually Georgia. had to watch the whole yeah, movie stuck. as opposed to, yeah, he watched Georgia on my phone during well, the movie. Well, I'm Dude. sorry. They're getting beat by an unranked team. I know. And it's just like he, it didn't even cross his mind that I might want to watch that game. And it didn't cross the ranker's mind that Georgia beat Missouri by four, but Alabama only beat Texas by one. So do you think that mm. Georgia falls in the polls? I feel like Ohio State should be one, Georgia should be two, and Alabama should be Interesting, because where I was going to go with this is, Mm. do you think the Grizz are going to get punished for their close game against Idaho State? Mm. North Dakota State had a close game, too, ish. 13, and then South Dakota State. Yeah, they kind of pulled away in the fourth. You mean it's 31 points Um, from South Dakota State. Did you see the Ohio State fake punt against Rutgers in the fourth quarter? No, I okay. didn't get to watch any of that game. Okay. There's a bit of controversy around it. They were up 31 or something, and Rutgers went for max block but crashed in the middle, and the punter had the whole side of the field open and ran for a first down because it was wide open, and he got lit up out of bounds, and the two coaches met times, at midfield and were screaming at each other. How many times this season? They went all out to block it, and they just did an adjustment. Yeah. I mean, I feel but like everyone the calls, everyone's blaming Ohio bodies. State's punter for it, mm-hmm. but it was like he had a lot of that was the adjustment. field in front of him, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times has Ohio State not put up like 42 or more points? <laughs> Every time they, they reach the playoffs. <laughs> you know, oh. No, I mean this year. I mean this Notre year. As soon as they face an Notre SEC Dame. team. Um, um, you know, I don't think that that punt, fake punt, is as bad as Stephen F. Austin going for two up 98 to oh, 98 zero. 98 to zero, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's bad. Bad. That's bad, bad. I wanted to see in a hundred point game. Apparently, they did too. They didn't get it. Aww, I All thought right. they just kicked. Well, I guess they did get that safety. Yeah, who knows? Hey, anything else for us, bud? Nope. All right, love you. See you, dude. Oh, got loose. See you later, bud. Bam! Pound it out. All right. Oops. So, boom. That game. And he's gone. He's making an ex- entrance and an exit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we so, have to talk about the game? 
<laughs> well, it's a bye week, so we don't <laughs> yeah. let's just go to questions. Scouting the bye week. Um, um, I think what I, I guess what I'll say is this: like I, I was watching with Brent, and we were very annoyed in the second half. The whole and thing you could see it coming because it just they were flat. Yeah, but they got up. You know, twenty one to six was it, or twenty eight to six? Um, yeah, twenty one six, twenty eight six, twenty eight six, twenty one six at the half, and twenty eight yeah, six. Yeah, and I mean it was over, and I, I think that the coaches kind of played like it was over because it didn't feel like the offense had too much depth to it. That yeah. being said, yeah, um, if Johnson doesn't fumble after that long night run. And I hate the fumble through the end zone turnover. Like I, I, I hate that rule, but it is what it is. Bobby likes I it. I asked Bobby about this once at a QB club event, and he just looked at me like I was stupid. Yep. And he said, "Don't fumble the ball." Well, what else would happen to the ball? It went out of bounds in the end zone. It's like I don't know. It goes back to where it got fumbled. I, I just think you're really rewarding a team for something that's they had nothing to do with. But um, <clears throat> anyway, if if um. Johnson doesn't fumble that. The, the score's like 35 to 6. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like over, over, over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, they fumble it, then they go on a long drive, then Brown comes in because Bobby benched Johnson, and that's yep. what he said after the yep. game. And yep. if yep. he had thought it was close, he wouldn't have. So that tells you the coaches really were like, we're, there's no way we're going to lose this. Um, and if Brown doesn't overthrow it, they convert a fourth down and – the game's over there too right. so right. just really annoying and then i was telling Brent, i was like oh this is going to be a one score game and everyone's going to have this narrative they played like crap but they played down to their opponent which they is did. something that seems to happen every year to the grizz somewhere on the road and it's really annoying yep yep i mean we talked about this last week like the last time i was in the whole arena was 2009 and the grizz were 10 and 0 idaho state was 0 and 10 and they played down to the opponent. It was like the one game they did. And so And they went on to get the number one seed in the playoffs. And they went on to get the number one seed in the playoffs. And they went all the way to the national title game. So it's sometimes it happens. And I bring you up you can't blame the dome. Like the Grizz played flat and made a lot of errors. That's not like dome issues. I know Marty in the broadcast had his takes on the dome. But I don't know. Eh, weird stuff happens there. Like our most our strangest road games always happen in Pocatello. That's true. It seems like it. What's up, James? You got something? You guys are gonna talk about the targeting call, right? No. I mean, perfectly legit. Kidding. Whoa! I was like, who are you? (laughs) They need to come up with a targeting one and a targeting two. I think Rainey said this in a tweet, but we've talked about this a lot over the last couple years. Because like you watched the replay, and yeah, the shoulder hit the head. But the shoulder hit the head because the other guy was tackling him. Pulling him down. Down. Yeah. Like, I, it's like what – I don't know what the guy's supposed to do there. And so it's like textbook targeting. He gets thrown out. We're already down a guy in our secondary. Yep. So then all of a sudden we're down two guys. And, you know, they, they kind of picked on our safeties. And I'm sure that was their game plan anyway. But it kind of worked until they started having Ford trail number one. I yeah. I think um, the targeting one, targeting two would be an awesome addition. Yep. On that specific play, though, isn't like what is the guy supposed to do? Like, what's isn't the, isn't the do? answer supposed to be the opponent was getting tackled? Yeah. Don't hit him. Maybe, but it's like I don't know how you in that moment. Like, if you go watch the replay, how like he started, he went 
with his shoulder yep. into what looked like was going to be chest. his chest. Yeah. To hit the and ball. he started I, no, I agree at the same him. time the other guy started yeah. tackling him. So it's like, because what if the other guy misses the tackle? Like, what are you supposed to do? Man. My sense, and I, w- I would have to look at this and I could be persuaded otherwise for the record. But my sense was I thought the dude was clearly being brought down. Yeah. But maybe that's easy for me to say from like the vantage point of the couch. See, I thought he started before the guy was being brought down. Okay. But I get your point because it's yeah. like, are you piling on? Are you... Yeah, but I would love to see targeting one, targeting two. But it's like if he's not bringing him down, but the other guy's just kind of holding him up and tackling him, yeah. and he nails him and gets the ball out, like we're freaking out. Like it's awesome. It's a great point to drive that ball yeah. out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was too bad because like Cotton, I think is like our best coverage safety. I think so. Right? I mean, he's I, been, that's like a safe assessment. He's I been think. starting the last three games. Got pod dogs all up and at him here. He agrees too. Eleven and a half years old, <laughs> you know. And so, like, we lose Cotton on the first or second series. Was it the first series? My, I think it was the second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so, but I mean, fortunately, uh, so Garrett Graves then has to basically go the rest of the way. But Graves started the first two games. And it's not like he's inexperienced, and actually, I think. As the game got going, we got dog heavy breathing here. As the game got going, I, I mean, I thought Graves did fine. Um, we have a lot of independent observations from this game, but this is Idaho State. I mean, credit Charlie Regal and their coaching staff. They came in with a plan yep. that take Gullery, number one, the receiver, who, how the hell did this guy get to Idaho State? Um, start him wide, roll him, roll him in the slot so the coverage shifts. And get those safeties. And it works. And I don't have the official stats. Like, Rainey tweeted this, but he, I think he said, like, Gullery in the first quarter, quarter and a half, had, like, 65 yards against the safeties. Then, like Mike mentions here, coaching staff, Grizz staff, makes Finally a change. Switches oh, on. hey, have our best corner guard their only receiver that's great. And then he only had about 20, 25 more yards the rest of the game. Yeah. But he had a couple of plays. There was a couple deep shots where, I mean, the quarterback just barely missed him. I mean, he could have still had some big, big numbers. Uh, I, I, I'm a little more nervous about this and what it portends. Yeah. Because one thing that, you know, when you have a, a trap game, or if your team has been trapped, it felt like we, we clearly weren't trapped, right? But. I feel like the trap grabbed like the pant leg <laughs> a little bit of this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when that when that happens, typically the defense. Um, God, <laughs> this dog like doesn't show any energy for days, and you guys get here, and he like wants to be near you, <laughs> breathe heavy on the mic, and then lick everything. Yeah. You know, these just oh, sweet dogs, Mike. They're Relax, just, just sweet dogs, buddy. Chill. <laughs> um. Okay, but usually like it's the the offense sputters, mm-hmm. but the defense tends to travel more. Sure. And you know, Gullery, who's like big time receiver, Terrible. like that guy could be a next level receiver for sure. Um, you're right; he gets shut down when Ford moves to him. Yeah. But they also had another guy, Cyrus Wallace, mm-hmm. grab seven for seventy three yards. Yep. Uh, Christian Fredrickson, three receptions, 66 yards. Yeah, the then they had right? like four other receivers catch balls. 
Um, we gave up a third string QB. We gave up 150 yards on the ground yeah. in gain. The net was 120 yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, third string nobody um, comes in and dices up the defense a little bit. And I was like, gosh, that's just... I, I realized we still had our boots on them essentially the whole way. And, yeah. and we never thought that they were going to make a comeback. But still, yeah. now they, they looked more confident. Things worth pointing out are like... 150 of those yards and two of those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter after the Grizz coaching staff had clearly kind of decided, well, they're not going to win. Yeah. We're flat, you know. So, you know, as uh, Riley told us in a text message, make sure people don't overreact. <laughs> right. I, th- I don't know if he was talking to me or the fans in general. All of us. All of us. But, but you're not, not wrong. React. Yeah. On the defense. Like, I feel like they put some things on film that other teams are going to do. And frankly, we've been saying all year on this podcast, like, teams are picking on the safeties. Except and last year they too. did it better than anyone has. Eastern uh, and you did it to us last year. And now every single team has has tried to put their best receiver in the slot. And if we don't, if we don't shadow forward... They're getting yards, yeah. Which which showed that that's what we need to do. And somebody tweeted at us why we we don't see a little bit more of a three cornerback package. Mm-hmm. Um, Trajan Cotton was a cornerback at one point yeah. in his college career, at, at so it's State. like yeah. I think yeah. that's why he is someone who I think is good in that kind of hybrid role. And I think we I do think we missed him because in that Eastern Washington playoff game when they were putting him in. When they were just getting burned like that, he started to make a difference. Yeah, he did. Well, and Corbin Walker missed the game too. Yep. So we are effectively missing our number two and number three cover guys. I mean, I don't mean to disrespect Gradney or the other corners that we had, but like, so it definitely, it was something Idaho State exploited. Like you're talking about Luke with the yards, right? Yeah. Anyways, we saw. I don't know. We just had too many breakdowns and too many issues. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about this as we were watching the game, too. <clears throat> Idaho State's, for a while, their plan definitely was to have that QB get rid of the ball fast. Yep. And so the blitz, the pressure, it just didn't work because that ball was gone within a few seconds. In the late second to third quarter, where the Grizz kind of stretched it out, it was all of a sudden it was like, take that first read away, that quarterback had no yeah, idea what to do. <laughs> and then when the game was like over, in the coach's eyes, it's like, okay, sit back and play a little safer. And then he starts picking us apart again. Yeah. And then he scored I will say that if you yeah. take away the first quarter, he was under a 50% passer yeah. by a decent amount. Like, it's. I think the, the bigger frustration is that the Grizz had so many chances and just didn't put it away. But, I mean – Idaho State had a lot go their way. They put the ball on the ground twice. Yep. One of them bounced right back to them. One of them bounced out of bounds. Out of bounds. Um, you know, it seemed like in the first half, and I actually think we tweeted about it, like it just seemed like every break or call was going their way. And that's not like, a, oh, the Grizz should get calls. Or anything. It just seemed like that was the tenor of the game at that moment. And I mean, we had some pass interferences that were yeah. uh, close. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One thing about, you know, when you – our complaint when we schedule um, a team like, uh, hold on one second, I, a, a team like Lincoln University of California, 
<laughs> is that we don't get much out of it, right? Yeah, we're not going to yeah. run anything that we need to really like work on. Yeah. And we're here in conference, and we come out flat. It's a weird game in a weird place, and we start running vanilla offense and vanilla defense. Like, right. What are we? What did we get out of this? I don't like when <laughs> they're like, "Well, we're clearly not going to win, so let's just." play cover and stop doing the things we yeah. we should be working yeah. on because we we like call that crap out when we play nobodies why why is it okay to do it against idaho state yeah i don't know man it was it was just a, it was like a weird day all around mm-hmm. the whole way um and there were definitely it felt like there were like key moments where repeatedly montana just was ready to slam the door shut yeah johnson's early interception on a nice opening drive um the fumble on the kickoff return. Um, I mean, Kale Edwards isn't supposed to be returning kicks anyways, <laughs> you know, but just, I mean, actually all three of the turnovers were at moments of the interception, maybe not so much, but the other two turnovers were just like moments that just gave Idaho state so much more kind of hope yeah. because like the Kale Edwards fumble on the kickoff return was after a field goal, I think an ISU field goal, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's and then, a frustrating thing because like, it's like fair catch it, buddy. I mean, yeah. I get it. But like we need like it's, easy it's for us clear to that, to that Flowers though. and Bergen they're not going to kick to him. Right. So we got to figure out because that's two games in a row we've had bad turnovers on. We've had kick returns. Two turnovers on kick returns yeah. this year. That's yeah. crazy. Under Hauk, that's wild. Well, and he's we, probably had two. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, I mean, maybe returners fumbled something once. Yeah. But yeah, and think about how close we were on that punt. <sighs> oh, the one that Robbie went back to grab. No, the no. one that Keelan. Keelan. Oh, there's debate whether he caught yeah. it. I forgot about that one. I blocked out. I have so many like holes in my mind about Whoa, this game. Oh, that. Like, so I, we're hopping around here. I legitimately thought Keelan touched that ball, and um, Mike's taking, making sure the dogs are fed here. As Mike pointed out. Keelan's acting job, if he actually touched the ball, was phenomenal. See, that's why I don't think he touched it. So, and, and I'm totally with, like, I don't fully know. But, like, they're showing, like, they've got, like, the two angles of the replay, which show nothing. One of them, it kind of looks like his fingers, like, move. But and, it's like, is it from the ball or is it from out, like, pulling his hands his away? His bicep, maybe it skimmed it. But it's like, I will tell you, like, you would have to, in the split second that that happened, decide to not acknowledge it. And he didn't panic. He didn't freak out. He yeah. didn't chase it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't believe that you can act like that. I'm with you. And, and my thing was, as I watched on TV, I'm the eternal pessimist as a game is going on. Follow me on Twitter. Everybody knows It is this. incredible. <laughs> Mike's out with me. Uh, but it, so I was like, oh, his fingers moved and blah, blah, blah. And, but, I mean, I would say this, though. If they... Would have called it a touch. They could have turned it over. Yeah. And a fumble, effectively touchdown, would they have been able to overturn it? I don't no. think so. I mean, either it was way. that close. I mean, that was like, so like the fact that the officials called it that way, it was probably the definitive fact. That was the deciding factor yeah, more than anything. Another sloppy special teams <sighs> part of that game. Which is so damn weird. Like, yeah. last year, I don't recall any special teams errors. And maybe I'm just like, blocking out a few things here and there but we've had two weeks in a row on a kickoff return that we gave the ball to the other team we had a damn near 
whatever that was on the punt. Um, yeah. I saw a tweet someone oh my God. being like, I would hate to be a Gri- <laughs> at the attend Grizz practices oh, man. This, these next two weeks. I bet they're going to be pretty meticulous. Yeah, probably so. Oriented. I bet so. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to see so many like just oddities with special teams. They, didn't Idaho State, they had like a, a return or two that was like decent. We yeah, the, their, we fir- the ball. their first, and we first kicked, return of the game was decent. And we kicked the ball out of bounds too, didn't Yeah. We? I mean, it's just like, man. It was just a weird day. I wonder, of all the, you know, crap that can be said about playing in domes and like what it does to your Marty said this. Uh, depth perception, I, I do wonder if punt kick return gets weird in a dome. And if you're not used to it, you know, consider how you throw, considering how good Johnson was last week to how bad bad he was this week. I wonder if that maybe if that affects quarterback. You know, I mean, of the special team sense, Marty talked about that in the broadcast that your depth perception fielding punts and kicks with a ceiling between the ball and and you, or no, the ball between us. Uh, sorry. Ceiling, ball, you. Um, changes things, and it helps with like practice, which we don't have an indoor facility yet. We'll have one next year. Isn't the sky just a blue ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, this is the point where I decided I'm not sure if I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's kind of funny because it's a whole other discussion about Marty Morningweg doing the, the color <laughs> analyst. But... Um, he said that like it makes a difference. Um, there's a whole egress thread that kind of refutes it a little bit, based upon the professional knowledge of a college football message board. But I don't know. I mean, I, I've never filled a punt. I, I've never filled a punt either way. So I mean, I could see it. Like you, baseball players lose lose balls in the lights. Like I could see yeah, it yeah, being a thing. Sure. But I don't know. I just I think there were so many. Um, there are just so many weird things that just went went wrong. Yeah. Um, one thing that went right, perhaps, was like our prediction that Marcus Knight was going to have himself yeah. a day. There went we over 100 yards. Um, 109. Had a touchdown. Oh, man, if he could have had that second touchdown, we wouldn't have fumbled the next play. They would have put the game away. But, I mean, I was happy for him because um, it was 48 yards. It was Good to see. It seems like we've talked about this enough with Marcus, just with the the, the muscle gain, the weight gain that he's got. Um, he's not as like he has not appeared to be as laterally quick as he was in 2019. It felt like in this game he recognized a little more. This is better to be a straight line guy, like instead of completely make a guy miss, like glance a hit off of you. Um, more of a slight move, but a straight line kind of go ahead. And it worked great for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, this was the best we've seen him in this season. And it was great to see it. He led the running backs in touches, right? 14 or 15 touches? Uh, yeah, him uh, and Osmo both. Him and Osmo both, yeah. I, so that was exciting, but now it just reminded me of – Big topic we haven't touched on that we need to in the depressingness of this oh this win. It's a very it, like we need to be reminded like this is a win. They are five and zero. Oh, like and you know what was interesting is the Missoulian has a new beat writer yeah. Lucas Sam Sam. I'm gonna guess he's gonna be on our pod sometime soon next week. But um um 
he his tweets like not from fandom at all he's from like the midwest somewhere yeah. or yeah i don't know yeah. um we're very much like this is all garbage time this game was over and interestingly enough, Idaho State also has a new beat writer this year. And he, too, tweeted out, like, this game looks closer than it was. It was 20, 28 to 6, and the Grizz decided it was over. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a good reminder for us to, like, calm Relax. down. What does your buddy Aaron say? Relax. Relax. I don't know. I saw a lot of starters out buddy. there with four minutes left in the game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Quite a few. Except for Lucas Johnson, who got benched sure. over the fumble. Sure, but I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're I not wrong. I... Um, so let's talk about Lucas Johnson. Eighteen to thirty, 168 yards. Yeah, touchdown. Threw a bad pick. Just didn't see the. Just didn't see the linebacker drop into coverage. Yeah. Um, Thirty-one rushing yards. Thirty-one rushing touchdown. yards. Another touchdown. So it's like not a bad day, but he was off. Like you could Big even time. some of the balls that he completed were. They were not spot on. Yeah. And it seemed like, you and I were kind of commenting, it seemed like Idaho State watched some film and kind of said, let's rush him and try and make, make a quick decision. Yeah. Now, on offense, you can overcome that with coaching. So it's like, how does the, you know, the, the trio of um, Rosie and Pease and Fennessy, you know, watch the film and like right. figure out what to do? But it was interesting because he definitely appeared rushed at times. Yeah. And um, it, it there were a couple, like there was one to Fonts that could have been a, a great, like it wasn't a screen, but it, you know, if he had been placed on, he could have cut in and had yardage, but he, he threw it high. So Fonts had to cut, catch it and got tackled immediately. Um, there was he, like a little wheel route. Wheel route. That <laughs> slightly Mar- broken. Marcus Knight night. may have scored a touchdown on, yeah. and it was just slightly in front of him. Like he was off. There's one to Grossman on a third down. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and that's the one where, um, you know, somebody, because then they went for it on fourth down, and he just Didn't overthrew. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who he overthrew on fourth down. But, like, somebody was like, well, if they knew they were going to go for a fourth, shouldn't they have run on third? And it was like, no, they had a perfect play call on third. Johnson just missed. overthrew him. He yeah. just missed him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I wish I knew more about how hard it is to coach college quarterbacks because – I find it somewhat preposterous Johnson is six years into this and he hasn't before thought, well, what happens if someone blitzes me? <laughs> like, well, you got to get the ball out faster. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, is this the first time he's seen someone try to get, like, pressure him to get the ball out faster against ISU and Pocatello <laughs> and he's just flummoxed? God. This is horseshit. Yeah. Like, I'm get the fucking ball out faster. <laughs> Throw the ball on spot. Like... I mean, he had a bad game, and you're allowed to have bad games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last week when we were talking about whether or not he has the stuff to, like, be the best player in the country, the best player in the country throws four touchdowns against ISU. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah, and I got a couple texts about my my take last week, which, you know, I got to maybe peel back for a little while. But, uh, but yeah, it was was such a weird game for him. And and so Idaho State, especially when it was – Second and third and long. I mean, it was like, bless you. It was like two or three linebackers. Like, they were doing the Montana thing. They were sending six or seven guys. And, you know, you'd have to go back and watch the tape. But I'd be I'd be interested to see Johnson's completion percentage with the heavy blitz. Because yeah. I bet it was really low. Yeah. Um, he just had a hard time. And 
we I don't think from the four prior games that he had as much heavy blitz pressure. He had pressure in each game. It happens. I don't know if he had six or seven guys rushing at him, especially in third down situations. Idaho State, to my knowledge, at least that I can remember, I don't think they spied him. They didn't have a guy sit back. It was more they, like, brought the house. And it, it tended to work. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It was, I mean, the I, right, the, the positive side of it that you could take away is if Lucas Johnson is going to have a bad game this year, fuck yeah, against Idaho State. <laughs> you know, where we won the yeah. game. Because, <laughs> like, I want, I want a game Lucas when we go to SAC, when we go to Weaver, when we go to the Cats, when we host Eastern. Like, that's where we need a game Lucas. Mm-hmm. And so, granted, you don't pick and choose your good games and your bad games. But if this was the one where just, you know, he gets back and he reflects and is like, man, I, I missed some passes, I missed some runs, I tried to extend the ball, and I bounced it off my leg, and we fumbled into the end zone. Trying to do too much. Trying to do a little too much. Um you know, this is the game for it, I guess. Yeah, we kind of talked about that after the game where it's yeah. like, maybe this is just what they need going into the bye week. I have a hard... <laughs> I'm so conflicted on that. Yeah, I mean, but it sounds like an excuse. It, it does, and but maybe there's some validity to that. But I mean, like, you looked at these guys. The, the, the When the TV showed these guys after the game, no, granted, they just played a game. But... <laughs> I didn't see a lot of smiles when they were singing the fight song. And, no. oh, shit, Mike's going to die over here. <laughs> these flowers? <laughs> these this the flowers. Iris is something. Um, are you allergic to talking about Lucas Johnson playing bad games? No, I think I'm allergic to your bullshit. But oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to bury the hatchet, Mike. I don't, I your know, brother said so. We should dig into this. Like, I had multiple people this week be like, man, you leaned in a little hard on Brent. Man, well, that's because I'm a very likable person. Mike. I know, but they don't understand, like, how you dish it so badly. Like, remember, I do not. remember when I picked Northern Colorado last really? year? Remind me. I forgot about that. And you then screenshotted it and tweeted it out after the game, like a Twitter, Twitter mob was coming after me. You know, no, like I don't. Like people, you, you have the wool pulled over people, but not me. The woke, not me. <laughs> we, it's, oh, you know, we are not putting up with it anymore. The woke big sky mob got you, huh? Mike, uh, like, we're we're gonna need you to handle <laughs> the internet trolls, please. <laughs> oh my god! No, sir, was, not me. No. I was saying this to these we're guys. We're not gonna put up with it. Nope. There's a yeah. There was there was some smoke this week between the two of you, but trust me, as a third party fun. here, there there's a lot of smiles and softness <laughs> in these men's eyes when they're jabbing each other. It's it's in good fun. Yeah. Hey. So my brother messaged the pod, uh, my brother Jim, <laughs> and wanted to make sure that we buried the hatchet. So uh, we did. Yeah. This is still ongoing. I well, he wants he wants to, he wants to make sure that we literally bury a hatchet. Yeah. Like do a ceremony. Was his request. Where we need to bury something hatchet like. So uh, his statement is uh, he would prefer a ceremony, uh, maybe a symbolic hatchet, even a plastic fork, as long as it's <laughs> under dirt. He says, Thanks. I'll take my answer off the air. We better do this before it gets any colder and the ground freezes. <laughs> right. there's, a, there's a nice hole that Bruce dug in the backyard. He'll uh, bury it. I don't know. Based upon our downloads and interactions, I think maybe, you know, Angry Mike. Uh, See, now this is where it gets in trouble because then he says angry Mike and then it becomes a thing. 
No, you're not. Calling out your bullshit doesn't make me angry, Brand. It makes me a realist. Okay, there we go. There we go. I forget where we were going. Own your shit, Walmart. Um, uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but we I, were talking we were about talking whether about or not needing a get shitty week is good for a team. Oh, I yeah. think uh, so. Is, is a bad week, but a win <laughs> going into the bye good? I think. Well, I think if there's ever a time for a bad game to happen, I love that it's going into a bye yeah. because they're not taking anything for granted. Like you know, it, this like we're going into a hard stretch. Idaho looks to be improved. I still yeah. think we should handle Idaho at home. And then we've got two of the hardest road games back to back that we've had in quite a while in the regular on the road. season. Both on the road. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like those wake up calls early in the year. Yeah. So, Agreed. We were missing Braxton Hill. And we missed a lot of people. We, effectively, Bergen. we were missing three players, three starters on defense mm-hmm. yeah. Walker, Cotton with the ejection, and Braxton. Yeah. And Junior Bergen. Who definitely showed, I don't know, I mean, at least on the, the punt fielding and just slot receiver side. So, we were missing some guys. Um, Liam Brown goes down, what, in about the third quarter? So, we, you know, our right guard, which they were saying, no, it was the second quarter, right? Ha- before halftime. But, Mike, you'd heard something on the broadcast that he was up and walking around. and We're talking about Brown, 79. Yes, so, uh, I had heard that he's up and walking around. That's so what they said in the broadcast. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's just a high ankle sprain. Yeah. We got yeah, two yeah, weeks, yeah. you know, three, so. th- almost three full weeks until the next game for him. Right, right. But so, and I mean, run blocking did not seem to like miss much of a beat. Not saying I'm discounting Brown's importance in the O line, but. Um, Journey Grimsrud and whoever else they were kind of rotating two guards uh, seemed to do quite well. So uh, it's good to have some depth that came in and didn't show a drop off. But yeah, I mean, we were missing a handful of guys. We were missing, and and it was kind of focused like with Braxton Hill on the linebacker side, but a safety in a corner, um, or in that secondary, that pass game, that kind of that mid range type game. Slightly, I mean, noticeable, it would seem. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing to point out on the flip side was I think uh, Levi Jancaro and Tyler Flink both rotating in the stead of Braxton Hill had incredible games. Yeah. Flink especially. Flink has one of the coolest Grizz photos I've seen. <laughs> Where he's diving over the top of a guy and hitting the QB as he's releasing the ball. Mm-hmm. I think, was it Flink or was it Jancaro that had tied for the most tackles? Uh, Jenna Caro tied O'Connell with 10. With 10. Yeah. And Flank had the pick. And he had something else, too. Did he have a sack? No. But anyways, I mean, both those two, especially, I mean, Flank is a junior or a senior. And Jenna Caro is a sophomore. But, I mean, with this whole COVID thing, like, they've both been on this team a long time. And given the moments that, you know, were not fully expected going into this year, those two shined. And it was yeah. awesome to see. And it was Flink is a Sentinel kid. I think so. Jan Caro is a big sky kid. Yep. No, Flink's I mean, a are they both big sky kids? I think they're both big sky kids. I mean, so you got like local kids. Like and that's the cool thing. And we heard that at QB Club last week where Yeah. You get a lot of celebration, especially like Missoula kids out here doing stuff. But like those two, they shined and they did awesome. And I mean it's hard to grab like individual moments from the game, but it's like Flink's interception. Was in a moment where the Grizz offense had kind of sputtered out once again, 
And it was just like, oh my God, like, is this going to be like this real ugly grudge match? And then like, this QB's picking us apart. And then it's just. That was, it was, that was, was the first moment where I thought, okay, now we're going to put it <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was because it was like that moment. I think I tweeted, I was like, the defense needs to do something to like spark this. And I think we scored a touchdown after that. So it was kind of funny because at that moment, it was like the Grizz had had two turnovers, Idaho State had one, but the Grizz had more points off turnovers than Idaho State because we'd scored a touchdown after the flink pick. So. I mean, a pivotal play that kind of helped help kind of get us to that point where we knew we were in good shape. And, yeah, O'Connell with another 10 tackles, a half a sack, uh, and a forced fumble. And he was so close to getting a couple more sacks, too. He had another sack, but they didn't credit him. He pushed QB out of bounds. Oh, no. Where we, remember we yeah. watched this. Absolutely. Because yeah. I was thinking that. Like, he had a half and sack that he shared sack with, and it should have been. But he had was... a half sack that he shared with Governor. Mm-hmm. And then... There's another play where the Idaho State quarterback is rolling. He's looking to pass, looking to pass, looking to pass, but he's got nothing. And O'Connell shoves him out of bounds for like a four or five yard loss. And they don't give him. The, I, I don't even think they gave him a tackle for a loss. Yeah, he has a half a tackle for a loss. That was the sack that's that he shared crap. with Gubb. Yeah, so. Robbie Houck had eight tackles. Let's see. For Missoula, Robbie had have 15. <laughs> Padded half <laughs> that sack. <laughs> Um, Alex Gubner had another amazing day. Yeah. Highlight real day. I think it's kind of funny because like a defensive tackle for the Grizz, especially in this defense that we've seen, like just does not. Well, I guess Gub, what, he had what, three interceptions, four interceptions in 2019? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, they kept dropping I mean, back. crazy, right? <laughs> so I shouldn't totally say that. But technically – the defensive tackle is designed to take the double team and open the lane up. And, I mean, he did that, but he ran right through guys. And, I mean, a sack and a half, and he had, what, another one or two the week before? I mean, he's having, as a defensive tackle, I put this up in a postgame thing. I mean, I think he's having a season like Alan Sines, like just this, like, one of the better seasons so far early, but that an interior defensive lineman, Grizz players, had that I can recall. One of my favorite things about this defense is when he gets cut loose <laughs> and is sprinting because that dude is so freaking fast. I know. He's, 15 he, pounds. He, he's scary. He <laughs> turned and caught the QB on that one where he ran him out of bounds. Like, yep. It was one of those where it's like, you know, the QB's starting to run and they've got to change direction and the D tackle like never catches him. Yeah. yeah. He caught him. Yeah. Yeah. We're damn lucky to have him. Yeah. And he's a junior. What a beast. Yeah. That's wild. Governor had a great game. Great game. I don't know. Like, I don't think either of Montana's nominees, all three of their nominees for players of the week are going to get it this week, like, unlike <laughs> last week. But I bet Governor was probably our nomination on the defensive side. Or Flank. Eh, maybe Flank. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Let's talk about some good things. So, the second quarter was great for the Grizz. Um, Johnson had a had a nice run for a touchdown after looking at all his options. I like to see that. Absolutely. He didn't just look for the run. He checked all his options and then ran it in, got there. Um, I see then got a field goal, so it's 7-6. Then Knight had a two-yard run. That was after the interception. It was four plays, 30 touchdowns. yards. Yep. But then we did what, you know, like, so that was one minute, six seconds. But then right before the half, five seconds ago, Keelan White catches a 24-yard touchdown from Lucas Johnson. 
And great play. It was a great play. And it was one of those things where it's like we were really pulling for it because it's like I love coaches who pay attention to like even if you've got only a limited amount of time, try and score before halftime because you get the ball back because yeah. that's such a swing. Um, and so that was – I mean, I, the second quarter was good. It was great. 21-6 going in the half. Yeah. Yep. Then third quarter, that trick play where uh, Mitch Roberts hits Grossman. That was such a great um, catch. That was a sports center top 10. Pass and catch. Really? Yeah. It was a sports it was? center top 10. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like the number three, like that's so. two weeks in cool. a row where the Grizz have had a sports in our top. Oh, yeah. What was last week? Robbie's. Robbie's field return. return. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so uh, it takes it takes the wide receiver pass to get the tight end into the feel of things, but <laughs> I still can't figure that out, but I love to see it. Yeah, it's nice. And then it got weird after that. So 28-6, it should have been 35-6. to Instead, then we fumble it, or Johnson fumbles it, then Ice goes and scores. We don't can get convert a fourth down. ISU scores again, 28-20. ISU does the two dumbest onside kicks of all time. Like, I don't even know that you thought a squib with a guy at the 20-yard line was going to work. Like, with a receiver. Yeah. I mean, Drew Dex sitting back there. Like, uh, didn't make sense. But, yeah. How much, uh, <laughs> how much of this was, like, it was ISU's Super Bowl, kind of? For sure. Well, it's going to be really annoying when MSU destroys them next week. That's fine. Um, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll have the Grizz hangover. Uh, I mean, but someone had pointed that out where I saw where they, like, back in the 2000s, everybody got up for the Grizz because beating the Grizz was the thing to do. Like, all due respect, Sacramento State and Weaver State, but that motivation level of being a player on a winless team to say, oh, hey, but we got it back because we played Sacramento State tough or we, we beat them just isn't there. And it's like that's this kind of – it sounds kind of dumb, but it's like this like return to where we were 12 to 15 years ago. Like this was the thing. Everybody got up from Montana. You would go those road games, and if it was in Portland or if it was in Pocatello or if it was in Ogden, you know, the visitor tickets were fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and it was, and that was you got the best game because the teams prepared because that was, you know what Idaho State's zero and five, and if they were one and four, and they finished with one win, all those players would be happy because they'd be like, you know, the one team we beat was Montana, and they can't go home and be like, oh, the one team we beat was Sac State. Like no one cares. I've got, dude, I got a low key theory. <laughs> that dynamic is still present and relevant in sports sure but in college sports i wonder if it's going to be even more uh profound now because players are auditioning for the transfer portal (laughs) (laughs) what do you think so if if okay yeah if if uh, a certain receiver for idaho state was auditioning to maybe be a certain receiver for montana Right. I would be very happy. <laughs> um, I We're not tampering. We're not coaches, right? <laughs> we are boosters and cannot discuss. Oh, um, you don't know which receiver I'm talking about. So yeah, I'm just saying that if if there's talent in the Big Sky Conference that is on shitty teams, they're gonna play hard. Play hard and. You know, Consider enter that transfer options. portal because you have rights. <laughs> the NCAA can't shut us down because we are fighting for your rights. We, yes. There we go. There we go. I'm cleaning up your mess. Thanks, again. Mike. Hey, again. 
I, I was really I hoping his brother this week. <laughs> Nuge is gonna get into that like Dwight Schrute <laughs> speech. Remember when he accepts the award? Only blood will turn the wheel of history. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was something else I wanted to say about this game, but I, I was going to look for it, and now I can't remember what I was looking for. So, um, I don't know. Is it time to move on? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to Pocatello. I mean, me too. Um, okay. This is my first Marty Morningweg experience. Oh, all right. All right. Because I, I don't watch the replays of the home games, or I'll just watch like little highlight reels, right? Yeah, what did you think? I don't know. That guy's crazy. Um, it's more entertaining than the normal color guys, I'll say that. Wildly more entertaining. Called the play clock, the shot clock, the whole damn game. Um, <laughs> couldn't reference a year. If he said 1999, you'd say 19 and 99. I mean, there was all sorts of oddities. And he, like we talked about last week, one of you guys said this. He sounds like a WWE announcer. Like, a two-yard run is the most exciting thing on the planet. You know what I like about it, though? He actually gives a crap. Yeah. Like, and he, he said us, talking about the Grizz. Yeah. Actually, you know, it's like he... He's on board. I like it. I like the excitement. It it is definitely, you know, the the the, the level of like uh, professionalism on a broadcast level is questionable, I guess. But I I kind of I like a Grizz homer. It's like NFL preseason. You get to be a homer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I would. Be, Idaho State isn't bringing in the fans. Cat fans hate Guernsey for like from him when he used to do TV and a bit of radio and stuff. And it was just like. Man, I don't know. Like, give me, give me a former player that's a big homer, dude. I would be okay if Morningwood was our guy for all the games, like, and just <laughs> dude, you know, like you take what blast. you get. But he is like so excited, oh my God. and everything is just a battle, <laughs> and like he's got that almost macho man Randy yeah. Savage he's in his voice, <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't care. He's almost a parody of something, but he's hilarious, <laughs> and I, I love it. I, I want him to be our guy. He's our guy through the through all conference play, right? Yeah, I hope so. He through every those, game, the those big shades. And, and you know what? Those big shades that kids um, wear these days. You know, shout out to our friend Coulter. He's got them on every week, every Monday from five to six. He's got nice. the Monday morning QB with, and that's the one thing to step got to step back and think about. It. It's like the dude was an NFL head coach that didn't necessarily go great, but he was a great offensive coordinator for a lot of teams, yeah. including the Niners. The Phillies, like Eagles. the Phillies, the Eagles, yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles, the Phillies. I mean, um, you know, he he probably was the office coordinator for Mike Vick's best seasons as a pro yeah. QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you think about how much knowledge. Jeff Garcia, when he was good for the Niners, like, that's a legitimate guy to have doing some local media in Missoula. <laughs> yeah. I think you and I talked about this, right? Whereas, like, like I doubt his personality style for being a color commentator for – Big Sky football or Big Sky conference football, like just developed, right? Like he's probably always been this guy. So no, imagine I feel like being, that is exactly who he right? is. Right. So imagine being like Mike Vick or Jeff Garcia, or like you are the pinnacle, the 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 best professional football players in the world, like playing for elite organizations. I just can't imagine what like his team meetings sounded like with him just going through <laughs> stuff because he's not like a I don't know. Like maybe I'm wrong. He doesn't seem like a numbers and a details guy and this and that. But maybe he is. But just like going through that, he's got to have a head for X's and O's. Oh my god. He, I mean, yeah. But so we need to get him on. I'm sure we. That'd can be him. awesome. <laughs> he's probably not on Twitter, is he? I don't think so. Coulter, 
help us out. <laughs> this is it a package deal? Do we have to bring Coulter too? No, I was gonna say, or we could just go do the football hour with the with the two of them. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Make it good. Um, I think we could move on. I was gonna say, I look back <laughs> at my notes. There's nothing else specific to this game that I want to hit on. So good. Um, let's talk about the rest of the Big Sky Conference because. You got it up, or you want me to get it? I've got it up. So, um, starting with the bloodbath, this morning, uh, Eastern Washington <laughs> lost to Florida, 52-17. to 17. Um, our, our buddy Kyler from the Eagles Power Hour was, you know, looking for positives. and The backup quarterback backup ran the ball. quarterback got the ball and looked good, so there's that. 52-17, um, to 17, I, I, was, did they beat the spread on that? I don't, I don't know. No clue. Um, Marty does have a Twitter account. Oh, and he's active. Yes. Sorry. Idaho. Follow. um, Beat Northern Colorado 55 to 35. So a couple things to take away from this game. One, Idaho's 2-0 in Big Sky. Good for them. They're on a bye this week. So um, the game in Missoula in two weeks is going to be two undefeated um, in Big Sky Conference teams. So interesting. I still don't know what to make of them. They've played some close games against decent teams, and who knows? They did just give up 35 points to the fighting Ed McCaffrey's. Um, And McCaffrey, the junior, was the quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about that. Me neither. I don't know. I I think this This was was Pete Cocos Pocus 2 time when this game was going on, I think. Jesus. So I did not watch a lot of it. Um, Sac State. Is 4-0 for the first time in their program's history at the D1 level. Yeah. Um, 49-21 over Cal Poly. Looked good, too. Um, they, Cal Poly had their backup quarterback plan. The yep. starter was out. Don't know that would have mattered. Um, no, Sac it State, I mean, they've their quarterback looks good. They've got a dual quarterback thing. but Quarterbacks. They're, they're, yeah. They look good there. They run a lot. They look good. Like I, They are a legitimately good football team. They are. They do look good. Um, Portland State, 35, Northern Arizona, 27. Actually, I didn't watch this game, but from looking at scores throughout it, I feel like there might have been some garbage time touchdown from Northern Arizona because I thought it was better than that. That I mean, because remember, we had it on in the split screen here and there. We are going to like yep. a little bit. Oh, right. And right, PSU right. was up big, and NAU scored a yeah. couple junk TDs and yep. made it close. Um, the late night game on ESPNU from Bozeman started at 8-15. Um, Missed the whole first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to else. Tulane or somebody. <laughs> uh, Montana State 41, UC Davis 24. It was actually close in the first half. It was one of those kind Three of back third. and forth Into games. Into the third. Into the and third. And then yeah. Montana State just went away with it. Montana State's backup QB played Chambers. Dude. And like I said and, in our pregame, in our preseason pod, like I don't think Malott is going to be the starter. And that game last night he makes broke me a think a couple of really long big time TD runs. He throws is the, the ball pretty well. The first QB since Dalton Sneed in the Big Sky Conference to throw for over 200 and run for over 200 in the same game. And I'm just going to assume they don't announce it on Sundays, right? I'm just going to assume we're going to wake up tomorrow and he's the offensive player of the week for the conference. He's got to be, right? He's got to yeah, be. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game. And yeah. he, he looked really good. I mean, he earned it. I mean, he, oh my God. if he's not, he ever. Yeah. <laughs> something's wrong. It's going to be fascinating to see how things go there because – you know, Tommy shouldn't lose his job to injury. They've already started using this kid, Chambers, right? Yeah, they've been um, using He He already was like leading the league in, in uh, QB rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but it's just like he showed in that Davis game, and, and 
didn't you say this? Like, uh, Davis's coach Hawkins said this is the, the best team he's had. Um, Which I don't buy that. Nah, I mean, it's coach speak. But, but uh, boy, he, he ran well. He passed well. Made good decisions. I mean, he completely just decimated their defense. Yeah. He was great. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think I said yeah. in the in our, our kind of chat with some of the other Big Sky podcast guys that I'm sure they'll go back to Malat, but that leash is so short. Like, yeah. I mean, probably a, a not a great but a good problem to have, right? I mean, you got two guys that are both fit in the system. Afonso should be back sooner than later. I mean, this cat offense. In theory, should only be better. I think. I think. Although, how much more can you run? Like, does the, does Fonte yeah. coming back help? Yeah, yeah. Does he take away from QB carries? Well, because well, it's like will. you know, it's like when you got an elite <clears throat> talent like that, you feed him the ball. Does that right. change the dynamic where they've got so many guys contributing? I don't know. I don't know. Their offense looks lethal. I will say their defense looks bad to me because I don't think Davis is as good as Dan Hawkins thinks Davis is. No, they didn't look great. I mean, Gilliam's Gilliam's okay. Their quarterback wasn't anything special. Yeah. I wasn't super impressed by their receivers, but I don't know. Hmm. What? I mean, but Davis is like this like weird enigma. They're one and four now, so they're effectively probably out barring a crazy run and a team or two in the top echelon of the big sky completely falling apart. Yeah, I just don't see it. No, I mean, Idaho probably has a better track for the playoffs than Davis now. Not probably, does. Does? Yeah. Not, not even probably. That's Because that's Idaho it. doesn't play MSU, do they? Mm, I don't think so. Do they? I, I think they do. Let me check. <clears throat> um, anyway, so that's what happened to Big Sky this week. Let's move on to what is going to happen this coming weekend. Um, Cal Poly goes to Northern Arizona. Who cares? I... I think Cal Poly wins this game. I think Cal Poly wins this game, too. Uh, quickly, I do have the Idaho schedule. At Montana versus Portland. At SAC versus Eastern versus Davis at Idaho State. So no cats. Do you think Cal Poly is going to win in Northern Arizona? Or do you yeah. I do, uh, well, I, I don't, I'm just going to say yes. I'm going to hope and assume their main quarterback is back. But, yeah, I think Cal Poly is going to win. All right. Idaho State at Montana State. Bengals. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Freaking kidding. <laughs> I think Bengals are going to fall back to earth, and Montana State's going to crush. That's the only thing. The cats are going to. And then it's cats going to be this narrative like sixty to ten. This is the game that determines that the cats are better than. Greece Perfect. This Great. Well, this this is a good time way. to resurrect the question FTC. you posed to James. Then is. Do the Grizz fall this week for their performance in Idaho State, and then after Maybe. MSU boat rates races them next week. Do they flip us? They shouldn't, in my opinion. Um, They won. They won the game. I think a lot of the voters, like we found out, a bunch, the vast majority of top 25 voters in the FCS polls are east of the Mississippi. So what are they going to see? 5 and 0 Grizz. They're going to see a win. 4 on 1 Cats. Yep. And they're going to see click click. They're going to see a win and they're going to see Idaho State scored two fourth quarter touchdowns with less than 7 minutes. I just think they're going to see a win. I don't even think yeah. they're going to see the score. They're so, going to see oh Montana won again. Yep. Keep it yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. That's my guess. But do you guys think that style points matter? 
in rankings? I think if you subjectively looked at it, maybe. I think if this game was later in the year and the playoff committee was paying attention, I'd be a little bit more frustrated with sure. it. Sure. Like, season ended today, do you think Montana would be a one or two seed? I think they're probably a three behind yeah. the South and North Dakota South states. and North, yeah. Or a Sack or Weber beating an FBS versus, yeah. you know, I mean, would they be a, maybe. They be a five or a six? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. A lot of ball game left. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Lincoln University is at Portland State. Oh, man. Guys, I need to talk about this. Um, <laughs> yes. Luke's been doing some research. Let's do it. <laughs> Learn more. Earn more. Much more. Lincoln University, oh my God, California. That's, wow. That's a great slogan. I love it. How many students do they have? 820. 7,000. Uh, five hundred and seventy-three. Oh, <laughs> they could feel it. You team? could literally so, do a head count so in like one, one room. In five students play football. Yeah, that's bigger. That's smaller than every double A school and a lot of A schools, right in Montana. Yeah, they uh, they're a private nonprofit university who in um two th- in March two thousand eleven was featured in the Chronicle of Higher Ed, which is kind of like the um. Kind of like the premier journal for colleges and universities. Uh, they were featured in March 2011 in an article entitled Little Known Colleges Exploit Visa Loopholes to Make Millions Off of Foreign Students. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, anyway, just. Great. When we said it in the in talking with James, when we mentioned their name, I was like, I've never heard of this place, so I googled it, and there's a reason. What is there like? Why do you go to school there? Oh, dude, learn more, earn more. Where, where are they? <laughs> Much are, more. Are they like Southern California? They have they? a master's of business administration, a Ooh. master's of science, and a bachelor's of arts in a bachelor's of science, which is super vague. Um, okay, I'd have to but look. They at give their... master's degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I'm searching for a master's degree in business. They've been around so. for a hundred years, and they're accredited by like a like an accrediting agency I've heard of. But would you read about them on a Delta flight? Definitely. Like <sighs> they don't do those magazines anymore. They don't. Do if you don't, oh no, they don't. If you don't turn off the cookies, like you know, I'm gonna. This get is some gonna. Ads. You're gonna get some yeah. ads. <laughs> anyway, I think that this team will lose the football <laughs> game. <laughs> You think Portland State might hang on? I think that I think PSU will win this game. All right. All right. Eastern Washington goes to Weber State. Man. So yeah. Weber State's going to win this game, in my opinion. Yeah. But this is a very interesting one because I think this is one of the better, better offenses that Weber's faced this year. Agreed. And their defense looks to be all world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll be very curious to see how Eastern does against him. I'm completely with you. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think um, Eastern – Unfortunately, has it's a short week for them now because they their game got delayed and um, you can scout ahead, but your rest factor traveling from Florida back to Cheney is going to add up, and then having to go to Ogden um, for four quick connections to Cheney just easy. Just <laughs> the direct flights from uh, Florida to Cheney are minimal, so I think uh, yeah. I mean, Weaver's going to win, but I agree with you, Mike. I think it's going to be interesting because um, Eastern's offense isn't what it normally is, but 
just how Weaver does. Now, Weaver also had a week off. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be a pretty ugly game. But like an ugly we like an ugly Weaver win is usually like twenty four to three, you know, or something like that. But maybe not. We'll see what their offense does. Yeah. All right. Last game, Northern Colorado. Did you pick? I I couldn't agree more for the reasons you guys said. Right. Weaver's going to win this. Northern Colorado goes to Sac State. UNC looked good for like a quarter and a half against Idaho. Sacks. <laughs> no, Sacks gonna win. I don't know why, but I irrationally root against Northern Colorado. Why? Why do I have a bias against them? Oh, I know why I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's come up on the pod before. Um, they are, a, yeah. Sack State. Sack State. Sack. All right. So, yeah, Idaho, Davis, Montana all have uh, buys this week. So, it's yeah. a small slate again. Yeah, that's Weird. it. Um, there's no Grizz game to pick, so I think we're going to win the buy. Mm. Um, <sighs> bold. We'll have bold. Th- three pad, padded practices, and then it'll end with a freshman scrimmage. That's usually what they do in the bye week. They have a name I for it. I think so. Something bowl, I thought. Oh, uh, freshman bowl. All the freshmen will play. Is that open? Oh, that'd be fun. I don't know. It's worth asking. Live tweet it. Worth yeah. Oh, well, that's my ass, Bobby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, should be a fun week around here. What are you guys going to do with the bye week? I might go back to the Paris of the Highline. Nice. Yeah. All right. How about y'all? Um, Saturday morning, there is a golf scramble fundraiser for Grizzly football. It's a ranch club. Hmm. So, I got a little team together for that. Outside of that. Did, did he ask you to play? I was asked to join a team that just yeah. needed one more guy. Oh, that's not what you just said. It sounded I'm like the, you said I got a little I team, got a little together, team together for that. That's <laughs> I'm not like. Who's on your team, Rin? Um JR, Ty, and Ty. Like Ty, our friend, the Niners fan, Ty? No. Okay. Do you have two other friends named Ty? I have a lot of friends named Ty. All right. It's the generation. Tyler Hobbs, former Grizz. Yeah. Ty Solberg, principal of right. a school here. And Jer, former Grizz. So okay. I'm just here for the ride. I'm the high handicap. Of Tell the those guys if they need you know, someone to drive the cart behind them and just drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can do that. We'll keep the drinks cold. Yeah. It sounds like I'm going to get another $160 shirt. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is, but we'll find out. Did you pick up my QB club jacket? No, but the QB club jackets are amazing. Well, if you go, pick mine up. There's no QB club. It's a bye week. No, I want you to go to campus. You go to campus. You're closer than me. You're like you're like five minutes away. I'm on the other side of town. I have like 13 jobs. Fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to even argue that point. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. Just, just make sure that they set aside the fat guy QB club jacket for me. All right. They are great jackets. So the... Uh, uh, GoGrizz.com slash QB club. Um, you see this... Uh, you see it more in college. It's the Nike pullovers across the chest. It's like a kind of like a V... And the, the jacket now the QB club ones are different. Uh, the guys the ones the team has are all black, but you see it the sideline the coach sideline ones where the jacket's one color and like the drawstrings mm-hmm. are like your alt your alternate your brighter color. So the QB club ones it's like the center's maroon and the sleeves are gray. It's a it's cool. It's the it's the best QB club jacket. I love it and it's warmer than the other ones. All right. It's not the like the Nike Golf three quarter zip. It's a little bit like. But you're just getting them now? Yeah. Well, everything in the world's delayed. 
Supply chain loop. Supply chain. Oh. Yeah. I've never, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's going on? What? what? <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Um, so before we jump into questions, questions, um, our good friend Riley, voice of the Grizz, yeah. um, had a few nuggets for us. I texted him just to, you know, get him to say don't overreact, and he made sure to say it. Um, he wants us to predict the over-under on total kickoff returns that Malik will have this season. He's at three through five games, and two of those were free kicks off of safeties. So let's just say if we play that out, let's just put the over-under at six. Is he going to have more or less than six? Less. Less. They're not kicking less. Though. Yeah. That's my sense. Who in the conference is kicking this kid? He is the one of the best kick returners of all time in the Big Sky Conference. It's unfortunate, like he's not going to like break those records, but it's because everyone recognizes that he's the best yeah. we've ever had. Yep. I mean, it, it's just like Justin Ford. We've talked about this before. He's going to maybe have like one interception and twenty tackles, getting in once. Hopefully, one like when we hit the postseason point. Who knows how we'll do from there? But it's just like the whole conference knows who Malik is. They know who Justin Ford is. They know you have to avoid these guys, and. The last two weeks give you enough film. If you kick to the short guy, you might stand a chance of getting the goddamn football. So <laughs> that works too. Unless we leave Junior back and move. There we go. Move Flowers yeah. up. Change it up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I I assume a Grizz counter will be coming, but yeah. Did Riley have a prediction? Um, no, he didn't. No, he, he just, just wanted kicked to kick some questions. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, one more. Uh, Rohrbach's punt of 68 yards is the longest since Adam Wilson's in the 2019 playoff game at Weber State. That's just a nugget. There's no question. Yeah, there. thanks. He wants me. to know if we take Rohrbach's career or Bushini's career when all is said and done. That's a really hard one to answer. Well, we have one year of Bushini. And unless if Rohrbach's going to Nebraska next year, too, like we're going to have uh, multiple years of Rohrbach, right? I'll take, I'll take multiple years of Rohrbach. Yeah. All right. No, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. But like, so we're talking about like us as fans, which do we prefer? If, if Rorbeck plays more than one year for the Grizz, then it's yeah. absolutely him. I thought we were looking at it from the perspective of how their careers play out. You know, And if Puccini ends up in the NFL because he went to Nebraska, then it's hard to argue with that. Maybe I don't we know. should have had Puccini, yeah. But, um, but I mean, like Rorbeck has had continual punts inside the 20. I mean, he... What was it? Was it his first punt or his second punt where it just like hopped at the two? And sometimes it's a lucky backwards. bounce and it went yeah. backwards. I mean, it's just this kid. It's kind of funny because you don't think about the loss of a punter being like a pivotal point of like the Grizz team. Um, where Rohrbach is a true freshman has come in and it's like the loss of a, a, a talented punter that we've not seen maybe before um yeah is forgotten yep so i that that is that's something i mean that's something to just give praise for back and we'll just have to see i mean assuming we hang on to him for years it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see that kid just get better in theory yep. so yeah yeah. Agreed. yeah all right um we got questions came in in a lot of different ways so if you Dude. 
If you <laughs> send us a question and we don't get it, sorry, we're having troubles keep track of this stuff because we we're getting tagged. a lot of like we were questions, like responding to random <laughs> tweets and stuff like that. So it's hard to go back. We probably need a hashtag, like GFP questions or ask, something like hashtag that. Hashtag ask GFP. Ask GFP. Oh, and then we can that. keep track of that. Um, so one of the DMs we got was so in week one we were when we won forty seven zero. If we're winning big, we got to start taking out our starters or they're going to end up hurt. I just mm. don't understand why we don't take them out. So really not a question, but I guess the question is, yeah, why don't we take our starters out sooner? I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a balance to be had that you can't substitute. There's no substitute for game reps. Sure. Even if it's against a crappy team. And I think that these are still like very young football players right um who are continually getting better and you only get better or you get better the f- fastest with actual reps sure so you have to balance reps and then their injury exposure and you hope you can like thread that needle perfectly uh and avoid a, an injury i think that's the answer i agree i think um I don't know. I mean, we've seen previous years. Uh, Part of me, the whole like keep them in because they could get hurt argument becomes a little silly to me in the sense that I've seen Grizz starters get hurt when we play Division II schools. You know, uh, people talked about Holt Arena. Um, Ryan Bagley broke his forearm. What was that like? Oh, Six oh seven or something. Well, Mike Ferreter broke his forearm in Washington Grizzly. You know, same injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you play up. Oh, I hope everyone stays healthy. Uh, you know, uh, what was it? It was oh eight. Maybe it was oh eight or oh five. Like Cole Berquist, like hurt something in his back against a D two school or Chase Reynolds or something. You know, it's just like I think prioritizing injury based upon a point in the game or the opponent is maybe a little overstated. It's a little bit inaccurately placed by fans. And so I, I can see that. But your point of reps, though, Luke, is a really good one because especially early, just this O-line has three new guys, right? Lucas Johnson has not thrown to any of these receivers, has not handed off any of the ball to any of these guys. Um Defensively a little different, but it's just like giving these guys reps to be able to read and feed off of each other um, helps. It really helps. Just like knowing what your teammate does. So this is maybe, I don't know, both of you guys could probably answer this, but I speak from an experience uh, different cause not having actually played organized football. But it's like the more you play an organized sport with teammates, you there's a little bit of a non-verbal but just kind of known inherited sense of how they play right Mm, definitely right so it's just kind of those things is like as more opportunities as more events are presented to you you know what your teammate or if you're the middle linebacker the outside linebacker or the blitz or this or that you just kind of feed more and you build more off what the other guy is going to do and it's going to help you so i don't know I would actually love to know, and I'm confident this study's out there, but like what the injury injury rate is, like 
I'm talking about like acute traumatic injury, you know, and it's like out of they would probably quantify it out of every hundred snaps, hundred yeah. plays, right? Yeah. Like, what is the probability of sustaining some sort of acute injury? And I, I bet it's very small. Yeah. And so the like relative danger is like the or the risk is quite low versus the re- and then I would I would figure that out. You could probably even do it by position too. Sure. sure. Um, and then I would you as a coach you would balance that against like the the gain, which is you know the chemistry built, the experience of live reps, yeah. right? And I think I think that's why like. I would agree. It's probably a cost-benefit analysis on some, <laughs> and, and if coaches don't actually have the data, like they understand it on an intuitive level. Sure. Yeah. All I know is that uh, uh, Britt needs more snaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The other thing is he takes plenty of swings in golf, <laughs> you know, and he just. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> no. I don't know what to do with that. All right. Um, Britt needs I'm, more time. I'm on Twitter. Um, you got Twitter. Adam okay. Klitsch wants to know, through the first five games who, games, who has surprised you the most? He says it's Flink or Janicaro, which you kind of hit on those two earlier. Both, yeah. I honestly think it's the O-line. Yeah. Like, as a whole, like we we said, they were one of our biggest question marks. Yep. And I don't think they're all world, but they are absolutely playing better than we thought they were going to play. Totally agreed. I think I, it was, it's fascinating because, like, knowing a couple of Grizz coaches and talking to a few, it's been kind of interesting because it seems like, they want upperclassmen on the O-line. And so, you know, guys like Liam Brown as a richer freshman, like, uh, what are we looking at? Journey Grimsrud, who played D-line last year. Or, yeah, last year. Um, do a great job. Uh, Walker, who came from Nebraska as a defensive end, you know, first game wasn't great. Second game was, second game was better. Since then, I've not seen a lot of stuff where I've had like issues with the kids. So, um, and granted it's a fan perspective. So maybe I'm way off in it, but, um, O-line is a great surprise. I think linebacker depth in the sense that, um, their ability to play fairly close to what their starters do has really impressed me. Um, I don't mean this as a slight in any way, but I think Malik Flowers, as a pass catcher, for a guy who, I mean, right? Like, his first years, like, he had a few last year. What, was the Eastern Washington game, was it? No, no, no. It wasn't Eastern. Was it that maybe a 19? There was a game where he had, like, a couple TD catches, and then, like, he didn't see him. But it's like, that kid has made some amazing catches. And it's just like, he looks like a starting receiver that like a multiple year experienced guy. And this is his first year starting as a receiver. Well, last year. I, I felt like we were a little disappointed that he wasn't better. And, yeah. and I think we were obviously starving for someone to replace <laughs> Samartori. Yeah. And you yeah, just aren't going to do that. Fair. Right. Like, nope. <laughs> but like, it was like, okay, well, who's the, super fast shifty dynamic athlete on the team that should be filling his spot and we were like why isn't malik the guy yeah well he took that leap he is he's not smarty but like he is a thousand times better than we thought he was going to be going into the year how many times last year did we have a pod question where i was like why isn't malik on the field more as a receiver yeah i'm like i don't know because he's backing up 
blah, blah, blah. And now this year it's like he's on the field and he's converting third downs. He's making big catches. And not even just like he's catching easy, easy, air quote, easy. Nothing's easy. <laughs> but like he's catching these easy tunnel screens and going up. Like he's making big-time catches at big-time plays. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, my answer to this question, and I'll make it quick, is Osmo. Um, That's a good one. I was actually thinking that. Coming into this season, I actually kind of thought... He's going to be the odd man out. The odd man out, exactly. I thought I thought Knight was going to be getting 15 carries a game, yeah. um, followed by Xavier Harris and then Childs. But Osmo, at the moment, seems to be our number one. He yeah. started, didn't he, this week? Yeah, he did. Yeah, we noticed that, right? Yeah. So, and he, he looked good. 85, 86 he really yards? Did. He really yeah. did. I was guessing we had two running backs over 100. We got close. Came close. Yep. Came close. Maybe if uh, Chris Brown could have hit that fourth down. Damn it, Chris. <laughs> That's all right. It's okay. We're all right. right. <clears throat> um, our, our friend of the pod, Rick Sanchez, formerly of the Washington Post, now with The Athletic. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, blue check mark. We shout out blue check marks. Yes. <laughs> um, does Holt Arena have the weirdest vibes of any Big Sky Stadium? Yes. It's either that or Northern Colorado. And I've been to Greeley. I I think it's probably Holt Arena, although Northern Colorado has it too, where it's like those are the two places where it's like the Grizz struggle to get up for games there. Ugh. They just mentally they do not get up for those games. And the Grizz last year I think went to Northern Colorado and did just fine. So it's like you thought maybe they vanquished this, but Oh. I actually have never been to either location, yeah. but on TV, Holt Arena seems Dude. like a very large Quonset. It is. It, it is, is a Quonset. I it's mean, literally a Quonset hut. Yeah. So you put a whole lot of tractors in there. <laughs> trying to find I'm trying to find it. Oh, Get some no. combines. Uh, yep. Nice big combine. Get a cedar. Um, so, Egress Post With is... the arm extended, too. <laughs> So whoever uh, Grizz Till I Die is, I mean, uh, this individual pointed out that it was their first time ever at Holt on Saturday. Nice. It was worse than (laughs) they thought it was, even after all of Grizzly Universe trashed on how terrible it was. So you walk through the concourse into the stadium, it felt like you were walking to a really old basketball gym. Uh, Remind him of the Brick Breed and and Bozeman. (laughs) Remember... Um, you remember the time it's that dark? Had, yeah, it looks dark on TV. It's dreary. Um, now they're putting windows in the side. That's part of their expansion next year. Um, he points out that it's got to be hard to recruit there because it's just depressing to like bring people there. They had a student section that seemed into it. Yeah, no, their student section Twitter account was. Do you, do you think they don't part. show? Like, it's like the Grizz didn't used to show their locker room to recruit. Yeah. They don't show the stadium. <laughs> that, uh, where, where do we play our games? Oh, you know, this is over there. Over there. <laughs> like, both teams have to walk through the concession. Could you imagine? Okay. Imagine you are at the Pizza Hut counter waiting to get your little mini pepperoni pizza. Easy. I've been there. Yeah. No, I know that. I'm there. You got me. And Idaho State, as a football team, walks by you to get <laughs> to get to the goddamn field. Like that, you literally like the visiting team has to walk through part of the concessions to get to the ramp that's designed for the you know the tractor show or whatever um, to get you down there. That's the stadium. 
I feel like they don't, don't they have like architecture and engineering at Idaho State? Like this they thing was built in like. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they got some great commercials though. What are you like? Grand all that Central ISU Station was built a hundred years ago. <laughs> like we we kind of could have foreseen this being an issue. But all they the, thought it was pretty damn cool when they built it. Yeah, <laughs> all the active dome in the U.S. We talked about it last week. Um, New seats. Do you remember when we had a will remain nameless uh, U.M. Uh, athletic department employee on the pod and. Um, Trash. I know. Yes. And then the next day they text him like, "Can you edit that out?" Yes. <laughs> oh, they it weren't was, wrong. It was peak COVID. We were all on Zoom. Yep. <laughs> so we're narrowing the field. <laughs> I was going to say you're giving away a lot of information. Somebody that had had a few, maybe Luke, maybe me, completely Could went completely went on a rant about I just that place. I I just absolutely hate that place the, and i saw the, the athletic department employee was yeah well then don't give away any more information said individual requested that part be edited yeah we should release it we should do it we should set like a patreon <laughs> is fan pod for the, like the three times we've ever edited something out <laughs> I, we're the it most times where it's like I don't we do that cut something like, when i said the oh, f word and bleeped it on the <laughs> Mike's had us remove so many clips now that he's been a politician. (laughs) Listen, I'm for sale. I'll I'll share. I'll share the clips. GFP Patreon, where it's like we just re-release old clips. You guys, I would come out with hotter content if we had a Patreon. I should start using YouTube for my fundraisers. Like, (laughs) yeah, you want the inside scoop. Pony up. <laughs> Fundraising sucks, guys. It really makes me nah, reconsider running for public office. <laughs> I'm ready to donate $69 to your campaign. <laughs> Just <to> my FCC <laughs> report. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 I don't know what to say. I'll make it three I'll come close to the limit. Oh, boy. All right, what's our next question? <laughs> All right, our buddy Luke Rounds, longtime friend of the pod, yeah. um, wants to know what's everyone's plan for the bye week with no Grizz football. I think we already oh. talked on this. Um, a, little, a little scramble, a little yard work. Dan Hall's catching, fu- cutting firewood. He responded. Oh, good for Dan. Oof. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Well, Dan, no, Dan's got Come some meet me at the tap room in Shelby. Dan's got some firewood to Good cut. to know. Dan's got, yeah. I know his situation. Dan's got firewood. <laughs> He's got a new lot to clear out. Mm-hmm. We'll get it going. Do we get to go use chainsaws? Oh. Should I text him? Probably. Um, or if he listens, he can text us. He listens, but he kind of bitches that I don't put a table of contents up anymore. Because mm-hmm. I used to keep a timestamp mm-hmm. when we went from A is, to B This to C. is free content. Yeah, we have yet we, to make we any don't money. Get paid. <laughs> so wait, you guys don't get paid. Yeah. We bring Brent on, and he monetizes and keeps all the money for himself. All right, Jonathan Claxton says, "Obvious overreaction, doomsday question of the night: If yes. we beat Idaho and Polly, but lose to the other four, oh are we in the playoffs?" Jonathan Claxton, you are not allowed to talk like that. One more, and we are uh, kicking you out of Pod Fandom. No, block, block him. I'm, I'm clearing it up. Block. block. Him. Johnny Claxton. <sighs> no, we don't. We, no, we because don't on a losing that would have been like such that. a terrible end of the season. Seven and four, Montana gets bumped out by three and eight. 
Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> well, because their losses were a lot more impressive. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah. Uh, All right, Aaron Held wants to know. Oh, former Aaron. Grizz, yeah. former Grizz, current Grizz high jump champion. Flink's blitz against ISU <laughs> or Font's hurdle against the other ISU? Oh, oh man. I think from oh, so high Flink. jump. I think Flink. I think Flink's probably the high jump. But if we were going hurdle, it's Font's because like he hurdled the guy. Yeah. But Flink. But, but you, like Font's like like this is the thing. And we don't have we can't like Font's isn't on the pod, so who knows? But a lot of these guys, when you hear about ball carriers hurtling people they say they see it in film they're like oh here's 25 and he always puts his head way low because he wants to be the low pad so i'm going to jump over him because font's trying it again the next week Mm -hmm. and so he was like prepared for it like i i would guess that font saw this on film was prepared for it knew this guy was gonna jump or go low Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and so i'm going flink just yeah. I mean, I think they were I, both awesome plays. I think the thing about it, though, is that Fonce's in the moment was because it's like you're watching the line. You know, you're watching the him carry the ball and he just hurdles a guy. Yeah. I could do neither. So <laughs> I, do you guys think yeah, Flink clears a higher bar? Like an, if you actually Ooh. could like, um, have you guys seen that no. guy on TikTok? Who calculates how tall someone is based on like th- like things in the picture? No, he does it like a like he's like well, they're they've got a boombox in their room, and then he'll like figure out what boombox it is and he'll tell oh you how big God. it is, and he's like so if that's seventeen inches across, and then he'll like stack them, and like this person is six foot two, like if we could like figure out through a video like still image like do you want to tag that guy and like. How high Flink is off the ground versus how high Fonts gets off the ground. I think Flink is higher, but he jumps so over five foot ten. Kind of ran that and was, dove. That wasn't five Fonts ten. That was a line and that was kept like six running. Like, but the question continuation held, versus held says high jump champ. Flink got would have cleared a higher bar than Fonts did. Fonts didn't clear six feet. Or five foot ten, did he? No, no. Flink is our high jump champ. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think's the high jump champ on the team? Like, if you just were to line them all up, there is no way that under regular circumstances Flink out jumps Fonts. I am not giving you that. I okay. Um, like Fonts was like running and jumped straight up and over. That was very impressive. <laughs> Flink cleared a higher bar. <laughs> And it was crucial in the moment because they that guy was taking such short steps and get rid of it that it was like, I'm getting to you one way or another. Yeah, super impressive. That's like a video game move. Um, I think Grossman is the highest high jumper on the team. What do you think? Okay. I could see it. Hmm. I wonder. You think Grossman? I be- I believe that Fonts could be an incredible high jumper. Like I believe I, it. I once asked Malik Flowers if he could dunk, and he said yes. Okay. How tall is Malik Flowers? He's like six one. Okay. But Grossman's like six four, right? And that dude can jump. Yeah. It's got to be an offensive specialist who's the highest high jumper, right? Yep. I don't have a good answer for this mm. question. 
I just know they're both awesome plays. Yeah, yeah. I I want I want a flink uh, poster, and you know, adult men shouldn't have posters on their wall, but I might make an exception for that one. Well, you're 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 doing a pod right now with Brent, the adult jersey wearing king. So. Yeah. He doesn't have a jersey on now. Wait, do you want to see the t-shirt I'm wearing? Not really. It's Aaron Rodgers oh, telling the Bears wearing... that he still owns them. <laughs> he's, he's wearing an Aaron Rodgers t-shirt. Uh, there is... Lots of questions there, Brent. Yeah. Hey, burned all the Brett Favre shirts, so, you know. Right. <laughs> so what you're saying is at least Aaron Rodgers isn't stealing money from welfare uh, recipients in Mississippi? Bingo. All right. Um, Aaron, that was a great question. <laughs> I would actually love for somebody to ask Bobby that question. Mm-hmm. Riley, we're looking at you. Um David Coy asks, how many of the people having a complete panic attack about the Grizz performance yesterday are just upset they didn't cover the 35-point spread? Yeah. Man, if you I did Outside of parlay, I don't know. You know, I think there's a lot of people upset about the... I've heard of two people in particular that took the over... And are really upset with the Grizz for not covering, but they're someone they're on, addicts. Yeah. You know what I mean. Someone right. on Egris blamed me for predicting a blowout, like jokingly. I'm guessing, yeah. tongue in cheek. Probably not jokingly. Yeah, probably not. Um, I am the worst thing. Of I will there. say that you know betting changes the way you watch sports. Fantasy football started, but betting is different, man. It's James is playing fantasy football for the first time on his own this year, and he. Luke got here and he was just BSing with the kids. And um, James was talking about fantasy, but he said, I need Cooper Cup to score a ton of points, but I don't want him to. And Luke's like, What do you mean? It's like, Well, the Rams play the 49ers. And so it's like, James and I and Luke are all Niners fans. It's like, This is his first taste of what it's like to have fantasy football tear at your football loyalties. It's totally ruined the way you watch football. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, Bridger wants to know, did you have an answer to that? No. All right. How do you grade out the OD and special teams now that we are at our, our season's halftime, and who is the OD MVP for the Big Sky, excluding the Grizz? Excluding? Excluding oh. the Grizz. Hmm. Um, so, grade. Offense? Are we grading on a curve, or are we grading on a standard? <laughs> Because the offense is better than I, yeah. Expect I, them to I would be. say like B minus to B. Yeah, I'd say a B, a solid B. Like I, you don't feel like they can't do it at all the time, so that's a huge step up. But yep. they honestly, they have yet to have like a consistently firing on all yeah. cylinders game. Even like last, like last week, the the um, homecoming game, right? That third quarter was awful, right? Yeah, but still, tons of points on the board. Um, <laughs> B to B minus on offense. Yeah. What about I mean, defense? A. A? Like, I think our defense at this point last year um, felt stronger. It, it felt stronger at points last year. Yeah, yeah. But if there was such a thing as an A+, plus, we don't give A-pluses at the University of Montana. No. Nope. Um, <clears throat> I think they're A's still. Like, both teams are A. Last year's team was a higher A. Yeah. So far, but it could get better. That's fair. That's fair. You know, yep. there's still room to grow. Yeah, I would say A to A minus defensively. I am debating about keeping tabs of all the cat fans so far that this week have said our defense is overrated. Mm. There's a lot. 
I just want to maybe keep the receipts. All right. Well, keep the receipts. I'm going to go with a B plus. On defense. On defense. That's fair. And the reason they do that is because they've set the expectation high. Sure. And I don't think they met it yesterday. What? Okay. okay. All right. I agree with the second half of that statement. <laughs> but that's not how grading works, Mike. You just said we don't give A pluses at the University of Montana, which means that the A range is absolute perfection. That's not what the A range means, That's Mike. My, I, you know what? This is my class. This is Mike's class. Professor. Sorry, the professor Nugent. is in. <laughs> I feel like there are some Doctor Nugents in your family. Mike, uh, there are and, a couple of them, and you are <laughs> one of them. <laughs> So Mike has us at a B plus because we got an A last year on the test. I'm just saying that you know if you wanna if you wanna get your midterm grade well, you don't sail in on the last part of the midterm. Okay, fair enough. I, I think our that that QB was their third string QB yesterday. That is that was not an A defense yesterday. That's true. Prove it to me. That's true. Let's go to Sac State and Weber and prove it. There we go. I, I I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God I'm here. It's yeah. such a fluffy pot otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Negative soul. Um, special teams. Honestly, maybe a C. Like the kicking game was terrible in one of the games. That's, that's you know that's missed part a couple of it. field goals. First game. First game. Where Nico um, Graham, uh, we now two games in a row yeah. have made some inexcusable errors that have led directly to the other teams getting points. points. We kicked it out of bounds yesterday. I mean, I think that all the tools are there for them to be really good. And again, this is probably me grading on their standard instead of the conference standard. Yep. But I don't think they've been anywhere near as good as I think Bobby would want them to be. I'm with you. I think we agree there. Yeah. Like, I don't think D, D plus seems a little harsh, but like no. a C, C minus, just because it's like the expectation for special teams. I didn't say C minus. I said we had a couple C. games last year. The cat game is like the the like the pinnacle game where it's like, I don't think we won that game because of special teams, but we put that game out of reach because of special teams mm-hmm. solely. Like five field goals, right, from Money yep. Macias? Four yep. or five. Five, I think, right? And multiple d- good punt returns. And it's just like this year teams recognize – that we do special teams good, so they're throwing weird stuff at us. And our, so far, it's early, but so far the guys on the field have had a sometimes a hard time responding. Okay, I want to I want to write this down. Um, so far, <laughs> put next to your other note there. Yeah, yeah, we got. Um, <laughs> I'm writing down our names here. Oh, are you gonna like revisit this? Defense, offense, special teams. Um, Luke has an A for the defense. Mike has a B. B. Mine. I heard him say B minus. No, you, you did not. Say B minus? I heard oh, D minus. Yeah, no. B. B. Brent. <laughs> I was A minus. I think A minus. Yeah. Um, offense. Did we all say B? B ish. Yeah. And then we all agreed. We're at like a C. Brent said C minus. Yeah, I said C minus on special teams. I'm just I'm just trying to ballpark overall GPA for this team, and I don't know that we're on a roll right <laughs> They're now. They're not getting the cards. Well, you know what? No silver cards. Don't go into your midterm 
letting the worst team in the big sky be within one score to end the game. Yeah. We need to clip this segment and play it anytime anybody calls us homers because I think we're <laughs> being pretty clear with them right now. Yeah. Are these are these three credit classes? <laughs> I want to do a GPA. Oh, no. They're probably all three credit. All right. No, yeah, no, because you got to be full time. So they're four credit classes because you got to four, 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 credits four. Credits four. Four. Yeah, yeah, it's twelve oh, yeah, credit semester. Right. Yeah. Scholarship eligible. Oh, you're not even hitting honor roll then. Yeah. No, you're you're flirting. You're right there, right? Upper two, low three. Doing the math. Man. <laughs> this is what he does. This is the professor's. Yeah, in. we can we can keep going. You, we'll get back to you. Yeah, all right. Right, right, right. Um, who are your OD MVPs not from the Grizz? Dude. Um It's I've not not from the Grizz. The the Eastern QB's making an argument, they're just terrible. Um I think that's Cat QB, Chambers. He probably Started Whoa. playing too late to, and but he's got a ton of touchdowns. I mean, um, sacks, sacks QB the number twelve. Yeah, I don't Robinson have a really Barron, good answer for what, you. I mean, that's tough because the Grizz have won a lot of the pre the weekly awards. I mean, I think it's hard, and we're going to find out a lot more in the next. Let's just say three to four weeks, but it's like if the season ended today. I still think even with a crap or uh, well, not it's not a crap showing, but just a subpar performance at Idaho State. I still think Lucas Johnson is the offensive MVP of the conference. Now I think sack the quarterback. I, well, I think the quarterbacks of the halves, Weber, Sack, Cats, us, and maybe Eastern are showing they are right there in the conversation too. So I don't mean to discredit anyone else, but I just don't. I don't see someone where it's like. This guy over here is head and shoulders above everybody else. But the trick too is, we're, we're we are we are weeks away from heading into a lot of Weaver plays cats, Grizz plays sack, Grizz play Weaver. You know, Eastern plays Weaver. You know, this this where like the actual top teams play each other. So I don't know. Let's revisit in four weeks. See where we're at. Uh-huh. It's it is, and defensive. I have. <laughs> If it's not Pat O'Connell, I don't know who the hell else is. The Weber guy. um, Oh, yeah. Is he a linebacker or a knee lineman? Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah, But this is the thing, and and it's been tweeted us. I've said this time and time before. It's Justin Ford because nobody throws to him. But they won't. But they won't won't because he doesn't have the stats. Justin, like, Justin Ford, teams scheme on offense. To make sure he does not. Yeah. But I mean, like yesterday's good him. film for him on that because it's like he shut that guy down when <laughs> yeah. he moved him and started having him cover up. And I was like, okay, the guy with the most receiving yards in the conference for then 2.5 quarters gets 25 yards. Hmm. And it was just like, okay. And they held him on for the day. So yeah. That's, that, that was I mean, day. so it's just like, but again, it's that type of stuff. Like, and I get like O'Connell's going to be the, the nominee, the guy coming from us because he's going to have the stats. He's going to finish with. Who knows? Fifteen to twenty sacks and twenty to thirty TFLs and sixty to eighty tackles and you know it's the numbers and it and it's fair. I I I don't mean to disparage Pat O'Connell because he is he is an amazing talent, but teams don't scheme. Although, how do you scheme away from an, a a rushing lineman? I don't know that a deep, a, yeah, outside linebacker. That's hard, but it's just like a third of the field's closed. Thanks to Justin Ford, and he doesn't get stats because it's closed. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you do that. 
it's just hard. Yeah. Um, Curtis Wallace doesn't have a question. He went to Pocatello. Long drive home. Oof. All right. Luke Rounds has another one. So it looks like there might be a chance college game day again. Yeah. He stole this from a post from Sam Herter and Bet MGM, um, which predicts on where college game day is going to be. Um, and it, one of the dark horses for week 11 is Eastern Washington at Montana. The write-up says ESPN, unfortunately, albeit understandably, passed on the Brawl of the Wild Missoula last year for a top 10 game in Columbus. Perhaps there will be no top 10 game in the FBS in week 11, and Game Bay will visit one of college football's premier destinations for Big Sky Blockbuster. Some games that could prevent it from happening include Iowa State at Oklahoma State, Georgia at Mississippi State, LSU at Arkansas, or Washington at Oregon. Um, Interesting, because, you know, I I think that the effort left an impression on ESPN, and our fear has been that they'll... Go to Bozeman for the yeah, for the brawl, yeah, which would be annoying. I will tell you though, like the Grizz have been on ESPN's top plays two weeks in a row. Hmm. Sure, um, the Fonts highlight was on ESPN too when he leaped the guy. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So three weeks in a row. So ESPN is paying attention to the Montana Grizzlies this year. Yeah. I'm pessimistic on it. I mean, I, it, I, it seems very unlikely, very unlikely. But I'm just saying, like. You add that stuff up, and it doesn't like. Bet MGM didn't just decide to put Montana on their watch uh, that's list. That's good point. That's good point. Yeah. Like something, and maybe they they're looking at like that. These guys have been on the top ten plays two weeks in a row. Yeah. Like maybe they're looking for clues, but that's possible. Could be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like Montana put an excellent push forward last year, and they went to a game that turned out to be a blowout. Now, granted. Game day doesn't do the game. They just do the beginning of it, right? The the pregame. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm very jaded on the whole thing, though. Just the whole. So I was like, they were going to do the South Dakota game. Blah, blah, blah. No consideration. I don't, I don't think it's happening. Me either. You know, they, they went to NDSU twice, but they'd already won like three in a row. I don't know. Update. Update. I give the Grizz a 3-0. Okay. Oh, Mike, no, Brent gives them a 278, oh. and Mike gives them a 267. <laughs> Cumulatively, they get a 281 based on our, our three scores. They're better than that. Yes, they are. That's. God. Dr. Dr. Nugent's a you know hard what? <laughs> when grader. You, when over you here. have five tests in a in oh, a you know grading period and you really just almost f one of them up <laughs> yeah how much weight do we give to this last test was this like a recency bias? are we are we yeah. weighting these tests no this week was the midterm give more weight to psu <laughs> and they passed they came through okay all right um <laughs> shane wants to know all i want to say is everyone needs to calm down five and all we're able to get through a win here let the guys get dinged up rest, which is a good point. Like, there's a lot of guys that get a rest yeah. for now three yeah. weeks worth before games because they sat out. Yeah. Two-week bye. We all know Pocatello's haunted. Luke Rounds, who played for the Grizz, <laughs> says it is haunted. It's haunted. Um, it's terrible so We'll place. give that. Okay. Um, Ross Fletiger says, can you recap some of the injuries right now and what you're hearing? Bergen, Brown, Hill, anyone I'm missing? We kind of talked about this. Bergen seemed to kind of pull up a little bit. A little funky. On, and so hopefully that's just like – 
Give him an extra week. Yeah. So it's like he's one of those guys that will have three weeks between games. So hopefully that's enough to kind of get him back. Um, Hill was doing like calisthenics in the game. So I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. I think I heard somewhere maybe two to four weeks sort of thing with him. So I feel like we're in the same window. Um, Brown, we don't know. Like they said in the broadcast that he wasn't in crutches or anything. So, but we're going off broadcast. Yep. Uh, right. Corbin Walker, I didn't even know he was hurt. Yeah. So I don't, I, mean, I don't know what his situation is. So Corbin Walker, if he got hurt, he's got three weeks of rest time. Yep. Assuming, and that, you know, that involves missing practice. But, right, right, right. Yep. Um, all right. Nick Larkin, which Grizzly player would you associate with each spirit? <laughs> Gin, tequila, rum, bourbon, vodka, scotch. Oh, my God. For example, what? Malik Flowers is tequila, not always on hand, but when he is, the party's started. <laughs> all right. This one's for you, Luke. Yeah, Gin, tequila, vodka. Rum, bourbon, vodka, scotch. That's up. Oh, my goodness. I love this question. All right, so, so gin is like mm. piney, woodsy, right? That's a Garrett Graves. So, so yeah, yeah. Dude. Like, right, like, like Montana, right? Yeah. The, Garrett Graves had like a video before he came to the Grizz where he's like knocking over trees in the woods. Dude, that's Gary Graves. Okay, Graves what do you think about tequila? That's a guy who likes to have fun. Deque- but the guy likes to have fun, but then it's like a little too much of him. It's like, never again. That's That happened to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm not a big tequila. <laughs> no, no. Um, how much is... Who's like the fun how, guy? That feels like... I feel, I feel like you're like shitting on a player where you're like, oh, too much of... Player X is too much. Hmm. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna limit it to fun. Okay. Although once they get going, it is a crazy ass good time, right? Like you did not recognize this was gonna be the day. How much fun you were having? And oh my god, I don't know. Flowers like fits based on that tweet, right? Dude, yeah. Actually, that's pretty good. <sighs> like he like takes a kickback. He's catching balls now. He's doing an end round Eastern in the playoffs, right? I I and also I okay yeah, I yeah. also kind of think uh, Johnson fits that too. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. he can do it. He's just <laughs> running. He's throwing it through the air, kind of like when you have Dude, tequila. Sometimes you just take off running. You just go down. Like where'd he go? <laughs> He's at another bar way. now. What? <laughs> where'd he go? We lost him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, What's the next? Let's move on to v- vodka? vodka. Okay, so vodka. Wh- so, is my association of vodka wrong? Like vodka's like the safe, easy mixer. You put in stuff with a little bit of flavor to make it better. Yep. Man. I feel like a I feel like a vodka though it's it also has some backbone to it. So like a Robbie. Oh, it's tough. Like you know, I, th- I, think I, I like just a, think defense. Like a, I think it's like vodka. Like, like it's a tough guy. <laughs> it's got some spine. It's like a pat or a gub. I, I don't know. I immediately think defense when I go vodka. My problem my problem is I do think I do think we, we have to figure out like what O'Connell is. 
Because is he the scotch? They give us both. They give us scotch and bourbon. Bourbon and rum. Rum. Um, I would think bourbon with Pat. Okay. I don't know why. But maybe I just think about... He hasn't done it this year, though. He doesn't do the 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 tie-out. The rodeo tie-out, right? I just think of, like, Pendleton... Oh, is that a bourbon or something? Well, you pay attention to the players' bourbon. dances more than what I about do. The, what about scotch then? Is that but scotch is like? I'm not a scotch guy, but scotch is right. It's like heavy. It's peaty. It's dark. It's, got, it's, yeah, it's like got a, slow. Like you don't drink it fast. It's a, it's a slow burn. What's a slow burn? Who's a slow burn on the team? I feel like we is it Marcus Knight? <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say we got to give this to an offensive lineman maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is it like a Walker? Is it a Forbes? Is it... I want to say Forbes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sense was Forbes on that one. I like it. I like it. Sort of rum? Rum almost feels like an insult. <laughs> I think of Pirates of the Caribbean when I think of rum, which is like not the right thing but to think of. Why is all the like, rum gone? <laughs> I, I don't even... I don't know. You got a little captain in you? Have you used bourbon yet? Yeah. O'Connell, Pat. Who no, are the Bergen, Junior Bergen. Oh, oh, Bergen. I thought you said bourbon. I don't think that guy can drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. I'm just saying. Now, come in here. He's he could be rum. A little bit spicy. Bring he, some. Bring some. Uh, he is spicy. There we go. <sighs> okay. That's why I'm on the bottom. You contributed. This, to this that question, question reminds me of our good old days when we used to do the check down. The check down was fun. We should maybe bring it back for one. Pew, pew, pew. Maybe next week when we don't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> bring in the guy from the Missouri and we're doing like laser shots. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Okay, what's what's next? I actually have a question, more of a thing that we should do in the off season. Uh, a buddy, old John Sunchild, uh, from <laughs> from Rocky Boy, Montana. Um, John texts me, has the GFP ever done a 2010s all-time defensive and offensive team by position? I think we, in maybe in the offseason, should draft the three of us, do a, do a podcast where we just draft. We don't give any updates. We just come in and we're oh, saying we have the rosters for the, that decade out and we draft. And then, uh, and then put we could post the teams that we come up with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and put them out to our fan base to vote on which who drafts the best team. Could be fun. I think we did this with Coulter once, not the draft. I think this is a great idea. I mean, the whole team for so from twenty ten to twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean that's plus one. But he says twenty tens, but we could make up twenty ten twenty nineteen an arbitrary amount of time too. But twenty twenty, we didn't have a season, so. No, it'd be fun to do. Yeah, we, we should can do it next do week. It. Let's uh, let's quiz the the new guy. At the <laughs> Who would you take here. a tight end? <laughs> the guy from the Midwest. What? <laughs> Why was Jayton Simpson so criminally underused? <laughs> it's so true. And why are we repeating it with Grossman? Oh my god. Oh, sorry. No. All right. Compare skill sets. A silver stip. Nation says, have you guys ever seen a win that felt so much like a loss? Yes. A lot of times. We had to kick a field goal to beat a Division II Central Washington team. 
God, when was that? Was that 2009? Remember when Southern Utah Eight? beat us in Homecoming in like oh, well, that was seven or 98? Oh, that one, yeah. They weren't, no. even, they weren't even in the Big Sky yet? Yeah, they were Division Two though. North Dakota State beat us when they're Division Two. I mean, that beat us, but the win. We, I mean, we had to kick a game-winning field goal. I want to say it was like 08 or 09. It was one of those two against Division Two Central Washington. Yeah, I think it was eight. And then we lost to Weber like the next week or the week after. Can you ask that question again? Have you guys ever seen a win that felt so much like a loss? <sighs> it feel like a loss. It never, at no point to me. Go ahead, Luke, but no. it never felt like a loss. It just felt like we knew we'd won. And so we're just, I don't know if don't care is the right describer, but that's what I've got. Three beers deep. Plus a Manhattan or two. If if you guys weren't married, I'd say they're dating lives. Oh. <laughs> that's bold. I just, I just didn't know how to, how to turn that into a joke about you guys, but yeah. That's a Tinder hookup. Yes. Now is a great time to point out that it's my anniversary. Hey, it is your anniversary. Um, and Mike's, I think, and allergic to the flowers. Luke and on the I table. were trying to figure out. Did you wait? The, did you get these flowers for Stacy? I got those flowers for Stacy. Oh, those. I are don't way actually know where these flowers came. from. Okay, those ones are better. They're Smart probably, move. Probably Mike. for my father. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Here. This is at least the second time we've recorded a pod on my anniversary. At least. Possibly the third. Because, you know, we used to do Tuesday nights yeah. or Monday nights. Monday nights. Yeah. I think last year we recorded on... I feel like we did. It yeah. helps with Luke being here, though, because Luke was in our wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it like, was... you know, he was able to give Stacy a big hug and say happy anniversary, you know. And, yeah. You know, you don't have your wedding party at your house every anniversary so yeah. there's that Mike that was a super fun wedding we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun thanks for the invite you're welcome <laughs> you car- you probably could have come if you would have you. <laughs> you started you know, so just DMing random Grizz fans yeah my uh, mother always brings up that she wishes she would have had the foresight to invite my future brother-in-law to our wedding no <laughs> 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 No, my brother hadn't met him yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think you follow the same guy. Yes, yes. fun there. Yeah, he would have been a lot of fun. He would have fit right. Oh here. yeah. Um, so happy anniversary, Stacy. We we love you and we appreciate you uh, letting us do this. <laughs> Absolutely. We went to dinner tonight. It was great. No kids, just us. Hey, perfect. Yeah. Did you do the butterfly? Yes. Oh, the we butterflies are amazing. And we did the butterfly. Butterfly. Yes. That's the way to go. It's the only way to fly. <laughs> So anyway, there's that. <laughs> All right. Silvertip also says, you have to choose one of these. Montana demolishes Wagriz and replaces it with a shitty dome, or the Cats win the next five brawls and we miss the playoffs each of those years. Silvertip, Silvertip. why are you so negative tonight? This is brutal. I'm not answering that question. That's like, would you rather slam your right testicle or your left testicle <laughs> in a in a desk drawer? Oh like, they're both horrible outcomes. Awful. No. Pass. Nope. Not answering. All right. <laughs> James on Twitter. I'm assuming not our James, but, you know. Never know. After his performance at ISU, have you lost any confidence in Lucas Johnson as a championship-level QB? 
No. I haven't yet because I shoot games are always weird. I agree. I mean, I am I am less concerned about him making adjustments than I am the defense, to be perfectly honest. I think it's easier for one player to make adjustments than it is for a whole unit. I think, too, his bad game was the, – the worst game we've seen from him so far was enough to win it against a bad team, but I don't know. Again, we were debatably Shit. the third best team in the nation last year uh, with yeah. a far worse quarterback. Like, we could... Far. A championship team, you know? Like, I think he could still take this team to the to the championship. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're on the same page. All right. Questions from Zach Lord. You know, shout out to the Lord brothers who consistently give us questions. They're several high school teammates of mine. I don't think I've met them. Oh, they're great guys. They're both serving our, our country uh, in the armed forces. Hell yeah. Yeah, nice. they're doing nice. good things. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so Zach says, have the Grizz ever had a season where they didn't have a game like this one against ISU? There's always a close game or an upset with a team that the Grizz should dominate. Maybe they need this to get up for November or maybe just the nature of the big sky. He's not wrong. Not at all. I mean, this seems to happen every year. I mean, yesterday, Georgia had to come back against Missouri, where they were like 30-point favorites, and win the game by what, five? Yeah. I mean, weird stuff happens. It's it happens. why we play the but game. You play to win the game. <laughs> he went on to observe, he said, so many drop balls and missed tackles and atypical mistakes. Also, coaches seem to be calling the game not to lose versus to win. It's hard to mentally prepare for every game, especially after emotional highs like a well-rounded throttling of Portland State. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, Portland State's the best team we've played this year so far. That is not true. Did South Dakota win last week? I don't just messing You're just trying to throw that in there and bring up old wounds. Um, I thought you guys buried a hatchet. We did. Not yet. There's no hole in the yard. Oh, that's a fair point, fair point. Um, he also says, I believe the emotional roller coaster explains the struggles against Jamie last year. We mm. spent all our energy on the Cats in Eastern Washington, and we were drained. How do we avoid that in this coming end-of-season gauntlet? Don't play Eastern in the playoffs. Get a bye in the first round. I don't know that they we were emotionally drained so much yeah. as, like, they got punched in the mouth, and their two main offensive pieces got hurt. Yeah. Like, and... Brown just was not ready. Um, it just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think, and I think JMU was a better team too. They were. I, I, when we met, they were the better team. If Grizz were full strength, different game, probably. Yeah, but and, but it it, and it, that it is it's damn tough. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point though. Like you play Cats, absolute emotional high, like first time in five years. You get a week off, great. And then you're playing like the next, the second most hated team, and you put it to them. And so it's just like, it's tough. And then you got to go travel across the country. Yeah. And then as you get into the game, I know we're rehashing old stuff here now, but you lose your number one receiver. What, the first series, second series? And you lose your starting quarterback <laughs> a few series later. And then your number two quarterback isn't ready for the moment. So you're under number three. Like, it's just, I don't know. That was brutal. It was. Um, <clears throat> Eric Witz wants us to play Mary Screw Kill with Bobby Houck, Joe Glenn, Don Reed. Pass. Um, 
Mary Jo. <laughs> since killing is definitely legal, we'll play it this way. One wins the FCS title, one beats Bozeman, and one never wins anything, but only one per coach. Well, kill whichever one doesn't win anything. Yeah. I got nothing for this one. I, I don't know how to address that. All right. Um, Thanks, ran- Eric. Random listener. Do dominant teams run zone read in every short yardage situation and or never get under center? This is a valid point to me. Like mm, I, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's an element of our run game that is missing. And I know that as teams have switched to this RPO shotgun heavy, like they just don't go under center. But we bounce out a lot when it's like, yeah. And, but this game we actually ran in between the tackles a decent amount. More than we'd had before, so, yeah. I saw a stat this week about goal line touchdowns and uh, the percent probability of scoring them under center or in the shotgun and teams actually scored more in the shotgun as a percentage which kind of was I think hmm. got found my timeline because yeah. it is an unconventional assumption of like what would be most effective but yeah. I don't know if there was any other limitations of the study but I was like that's interesting maybe it doesn't matter hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who's more obedient, your dog or Grizz fans? <laughs> Grizz fans are zero percent obedient. Rosie and I Rosie love them like that. Well, I think it so. depends. It depends on uh, what narrative you want to push with your questions. <laughs> I think this one was aimed at everybody saying, "Oh, it's all fine," instead of saying the world's ending. Oh. But that's it for Twitter. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I got a couple DMs from Donovan. Um, with Marcus having a breakout game, can you expect him to take a primary Marcus Knight, uh, run, basically be the, the number one running back? Or would you continue to expect how to rotate people to keep teams guessing? I think that Knight will have six carries next week. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, sorry. Zero um, no, I hope that he's the leading carrier from here on out, but I don't see it. I don't see it working out that way. I think he feels pretty committed to rotating those three around. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Knights three, Osmo's one, Harris two, but he's gonna get Knight enough carries to keep him ready to presume a larger role in case of injury. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next question from Donovan. Also, seems like once a year we play games where we get the majority of our sloppiness out. Last year was Dixie State. This year, mm. um, that's true. With it's a good thing that there's Idaho a bye State. week, so I can't pick us to lose. To <laughs> Seeing that we have two weeks off to prepare for Idaho, what would you personally like to see worked on the most based upon the last game? Worked on the most. Special teams, that's going to haunt us, man. It we does can't seem- keep making those mistakes. Yeah. Like, that that is so out of characteristic for a Bobby Hawk coach team. I, yeah. And I could see how people get excited. I mean, like, we've had some awesome, you know, home run special teams plays, obviously. Yeah. But, geez, on the whole, it's been um, lackluster. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you guys. Uh, I would... Take it to a next step, a little bit lower grade, but like just consistency on offense. I mean, mm. it it has felt like, especially the Idaho State game, where it's like 
well, it was plagued with turnovers that we'd not really seen so much before, but it's just third quarter of Portland State, right? Like a chance, and it wound up not really mattering, but like a chance to absolutely just take the fight out of the team you're playing early in the second half, and it wasn't there. So, yeah. Okay, that's Donovan's questions. Um, we had someone like new to Twitter tag the account. I'll find that in a minute here as I go through some other questions. But oh, yeah, I don't want to miss that stuff. No. Um, Egress. Hooked on Grizz. We consistently show that we cannot pick up third and short or fourth and short outside of a couple of successes. It's almost always a failure. Why do we not line up under center, go power, or QB sneak? Why is it more difficult than it needs to be? Oh, man. Mike got a meat stick for this. He's ready. All right, Mike. If anybody wants one, bite, know. bite off this question for is it, us. Is it pepperoni or is it teriyaki? It's uh, pepperoni jalapeno. Uh, ooh. Okay. On the counter. Ooh, ooh, um, it frustrates the hell out of me, to be perfectly honest. Like, nice. we have the guys to do it. Yeah. You can put Il- Joey Elwell back there and lead block. We have the guys to do it. Put Johnson under center, yeah. direct snap. Mm-hmm. Just follow your center. It's like, do we have a jumbo package for the goal line? We even? should. I don't know if we do. I don't know. It's always a frustration of mine. Or are we saving it? That's stupid. It's stupid because the whole point is we're going to push you back and score. Right, like there's no secret to the jumbo package. That's true. That's true. Okay, uh, PDX Grizzly, would the completed indoor practice facility help mitigate any dome arena transition issues that Marty Morningwick alluded to in the broadcast? Um, Brent, could you go back to predicting close games? You know the old under promise over deliver stick. The one time you call for a blowout to cover the spread, for shame. That's I'm gonna predict two point wins or losses from here on out. That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> all right. I don't know if the indoor facilities. I don't know. I don't know if it's real. Do you I'm, think they would pra- Like if we had a bubble, do you think they would have practiced in it on the lead up to Idaho State, even if it was nice outside? I don't know. Maybe the punt return. I mean, they might have. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'd, I've never heard that statement before. That the dome impacts your perception of fielding punts. I don't know what to say about it. I, I just, I don't know. We need to get like a guy that's done it, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. These meat sticks are great. They're great. Where are they? They're on the kitchen counter. All right. By the coffee maker. Okay. Grizzly or Digger, based on everything to date, what are your power rankings for the big sky in the top four? Top four. So. You do this. I do this, and this is where I have to confess. Corner. Keep going. There we go. Um, I put Weber above Montana in my power rankings today. Michael. Whoever, who asked this question? Great question. You pulled out a bit of information we weren't going to get. <laughs> First time all year. 
And I think it's just because I was frustrated with the game. We were one, Montana two, Sac State three, um, Montana State four, um, and I think I said Idaho five. Yeah. What'd you do? Chomping on meats there. Here, hang on. They're not bad. I I think I said sack one. But you guys know me. I'm like a sucker for prior accomplishments Mm -hmm. over current sometimes. I've watched two of Sacramento's games, partially. And it was Northern Iowa and Cal Poly. So I don't know if I was watching great opponents, but I was very impressed with Sacramento. I have not watched Weber yet. I mean, I know what they did to Utah State. Uh, Utah State gave, gave BYU a bit of a game for a while. So maybe I should be that way. But I think I was sack one, Montana two, Weber three, Cats four. And I don't know what to think between Idaho and Eastern right now. What but about I think, the... I think that that's the six of us. And then after that, it's off the cliff. And mm-hmm. beyond that, it is, it's just, it's not pretty. But what about the Cats makes you put them below... Weber at this point. Hmm. Mike. They didn't lose their quarterback. Right? They got Malaw back. So the argument here would be between those two. And now I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I put Weber one, but I might have put Sack one. I put Sack one. But through the whole polling thing, through the group, Montana still won. Did they? But what? Yeah, based on the message we got. But why wouldn't Montana be one... Montana State B2 or some version of that because of what the teams did last year plus rolling through everyone this year. You know, obviously, Montana State I mean, Sack and Weber both have FBS wins. So, MSU's FBS game, Oregon State was ugly. Um, Oregon State then gives USC a game and then gets blown out by Utah. Uh my my take on this is, I think early into the season, or halfway, I guess, we're not even early, halfway to the season, there's a perception there are four great teams in this conference, and that is Montana, Montana State, Weber, and Sacramento. There are two above-average teams in this conference that are Idaho and Eastern, and everyone else is garbage. Yeah. And MSU had a hard time with Eastern. Granted, Weber, Montana and SAC have not played anyone in any of the categories of above average or great. And so there's the takeaway that the Cats didn't look so... They won, but they did not look dominant against a team that, in theory, they should have just rolled. So Did the Cats look know. better in that game mm. than the Grizz looked better at ISU? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. No. No, because there was like that kind of lucky, crazy fumble interception. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> like that game felt like it was up in the air the whole way. I really hope that I voted sack one because my rationale is that <clears throat> I don't know that Weber and MSU are complete teams yet in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think MSU is suspect on defense and I think Weber suspect on offense. Sack seems like the complete package to me. Agreed. I replied to it. 
with a T1, 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 T1. Oh, <laughs> no. So that didn't get a response I wanted. Uh, let's see. Okay. People replying to other people. More replies to others. I missed it. There's a question for James. We'll have to save it. What was it? Uh, you lead your fantasy football opponent by one point with one game still to be played. It's the Niners. You trail by two with eight, ten, eight seconds left. Robbie Gold is lining up for 49 yards for the win. Only problem is if your fantasy fo- football opponent has gold in the lineup, are you rooting for him to make it or not? That's a great question. You better be rooting should, for him to make it. You should ask him. <laughs> uh, Everett also asks, what is the best brewery in Missoula or Montana? We should get a sponsor for the pod. Missoula or Montana are two very different questions. And I will say, I, I haven't Missoula's done enough brewery touring around Montana to be able to say definitively the best in Montana. Yeah. Best in Missoula, we're talking about the beer they brew or the environment of the brewery? Well, break it apart. Do, one, do both. So environment, I think there's a few good ones. I like DraftWorks. I like... Um, um, where they blew, brew the Highlander beer. Missoula. Missoula. Missoula company. Yeah. The Kettle House out in Bonner is good for environments. Beer-wise, a way I like to answer questions like this is I think if you're um, you know, a, a Missoula time. brewery fan, yeah. like you, you, you can rank like your top six beers in Missoula, right? Because I've got like favorite beers from different brewer- breweries around. Depends on time of year too. Like I love a strawberry wheat yeah. from Missoula Brewery in the summer, but yeah. like, like give me a, give me a cold smoke in December. A cold smoke in December, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, you know, like a Kettle House Hazy is like unreal if you're an IPA fan, right? Um, Two thirds of this town is, yeah, yeah. Only one third of this podcast. That's such a good question. Like Mike, I've been I've I've been to most Montana breweries, and there's some exceptional ones. Mm-hmm. I did a big brewery tour thing not too many years ago with some friends. Is there a brewery in Shelby? There isn't. There should be though. Oh shit! Yeah, there's a story behind like okay. it that thing. There's one in Cutbank, um, right mm. down the road. But what I, a thing I I found out about the Montana breweries is I wanted, I didn't want to like the big dogs. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, of course, like, big sky is so big. Um, Or in the Whitefish's Great Northern Brewery at the time, it's now closed. But, or Flathead Brewing, you know, like, Right. All these big ones that make a lot of money and move a lot of beers. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like them. But what I found is like, they're big because they make really make good, beer. good beer. Like, they have the capital to have uh, great advertising and marketing mm-hmm. and amazing spaces because they sell a lot of beer. Yeah. It's good beer. That's at Cabinet Mountain Brewing and Libby Ooh. punched above its weight. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. And. I also liked the Eureka Brewery 
and it's freaking escaping me right now. I even bought a hat from them. Ah, I'm it's I'm I'm blanking, but they had a really cool like brewery. Northwest as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Missoula beers, Missoula breweries. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. I just think like if you drink a lot of Missoula beer, it's you'll be like, oh, I like this beer from that place. That that's what she said from that's um, what we're drinking draft tonight. Draftworks. Yeah, yeah well, we're drinking that tonight. So, I mean, that's but like, I'm with you though. Like, it's so much, it's so seasonal. I mean, the the strawberry wheat is my summer beer. Like on a hot day, yeah, it's so damn good. Um, we've had. I think I drank like all the strawberry wheats in your fridge from the first few pots we did, Mike. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, it actually was uh, helpful that Luke wasn't here for a few because I went through some of the beer in my fridge instead the, of adding um, to it. The Honey Hef that uh, Kettle House does. Oh, that's then, a good one. I like that beer. It's super good. And then if you go to their tap house, they'll have a Honey Hef with like something else infused in it too. And so I think this here was a Huckleberry Honey Hef. Yeah. And it's like not like heavily fruit. And then it's like you move into... I will say that so, at my tailgate, like we had Byron's Oktoberfest, yeah, and it's like Oktoberfest in Missoula are kind of tough, to, tougher to find because we don't have like the German heavy. Well, there's Byron, right? But your options are like Sam Adams or other stuff, which are fine. But Byron's Oktoberfest is great, and then you get in the winter, and it's the Powderhounds, the Moostrels, the you know the heavier type stuff, the Scotch ales. Yeah. It's it's hard to grab one. I, I like I like the Missouri. I live on the northwest end of town. That's a great spot. It's a fun spot to go to. Um and yeah. the one that's like low key and then kick the mic here. Um Great Burns Golden Ale in the summer is like the most underrated. I don't know that I've ever had it. It's so damn good. <laughs> and it's like cuz they are like a little offshoot. They're small. They don't distribute very much. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Super good. And I've hit a dram shop a few times here in town, which is a local tap house. Um, super good. Super good. And surprisingly, like, just not widely out there. Mm-hmm. So, no. Fair. No, I I like what you said. I think draft works, as far as, like, local breweries, punches higher than its weight from a standpoint of, like, how long they've been around versus some of the other ones and stuff like that. I mean, they've got some beers that people really like. They're, the Scepter is one Scepter. that a, a lot of people that I know yeah. really like. I'm not an IPA guy, so it's not my thing. But like, yeah. I, as far as like local beers, like it's a lot of people's go to. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I we could go round and round on this. I don't I don't have the winning answer, but yeah, we should get a brewery sponsor. Yeah, so many breweries here. We could find should. one. <laughs> uh, Everett also asked if you get to blow up the mini the the whole potato shed um you either push the ignition plunger or stand back and watch it get blown to smithereens but not both what do you do to blow up what the dome the holt arena oh do you push the button oh i'd stand back and watch that sucker i would watch it i don't watch it i've always thought bad guys don't watch explosions enough you're supposed to walk away from it right you're supposed to walk away i would definitely watch yeah uh grizzard number one asks what if the punt hits the roof because Rohrbach did it in warm-ups. It's, I mean, whatever the rules of the rule. place are, it's like yeah. it's like Cowboy Stadium. If it hits the screen, like there's yeah. it's dead yeah. ball. Well, I don't really know. Is it like a touch there's like There's like certain points where it means certain things. Okay. I think the Skydome in uh, NAU has this as well, too. So, yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, that is Egress. I had, I feel like I had some text questions too. Um, question for the pod from Jay. Do we see the next step in Knight's comeback from the injury? Uh, seemed to be more fluid, quick to hit the hole, better in his first four games. I think we kind of touched on that, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Um, someone had also, whatever was this, someone, I think it messaged me direct on Twitter. Ask what your favorite cocktails are. <sighs> Mine's I'm, a Manhattan. Everybody knows that. Anyone who yeah, follows me. I, if yeah. you're drinking Manhattans, I'll have a Manhattan. I'm an old-fashioned. Dude, I love Manhattans. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like I can sit and sip it and not get hammered on work trips. You know, I like anything where you have get to spank the sage. <laughs> um, but old-fashioned. I, I have a sweet tooth. Uh, and I like the little muddled... Sugar and cherry. And, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So, um, there's a Wisconsin old fashioned and there's a regular old fashioned. Oh, what's the difference? Uh, brandy and a lot more sugar and sweet in the Wisconsin old fashioned. What do you think Paul Christ is drinking tonight? Um, <laughs> he got fired today. He got fired today. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a Wisconsin old fashioned. Yeah. Wisconsin. Oh, they, they owe him like $10 million, so I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. No, yeah. I think they owe him more than that, like 17 Hey, can he? Wow. <sighs> Next analyst for Montana. No, he doesn't have <laughs> any Montana ties. Damn it. Wisconsin Old Fashioned, you, um, you muddle up a sugar cube with an orange slice and a maraschino cherry. You add a little bit of simple syrup, and then you splash brandy in instead of whiskey or bourbon. And then you mix in um, either... Sprite, hmm. ginger ale, or if you want it dry, you do club soda and maybe a little bit of dry vermouth. Okay. Totally different. I'm going to try that. Yeah. A it, Wisconsin. Uh, well, hey, the Bazillion guy's coming. He was, in, he was in Wisconsin last year. I'll bring some stuff next week. We'll do some Wisconsin fashions on the pot. Oh, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for it. Yeah, that yep. sounds like a good get, idea. Get an Uber home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I am bummed. We had a Twitter user that had tweeted at me, and just between my angry tweets at the Packers almost blowing this game against um, the Patriots or otherwise, and then on Twitter with all our flood of uh, other questions, I'm missing it. I'll try to find it, but it's awesome to keep having new people and new interactions and love the questions keep coming in because it just adds to more fun on the pod. So that's all I got uh, from Egris and text and otherwise. How long do we go tonight? We're at two and a half. Holy crap. For a, for a bye week. Without a scouting report. We'll talk about Idaho next report. week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. But that's how much fun this is. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I, you know, I've been wondering when we were going to get these long ones, and here we go. Three guys, nine <laughs> opinions. <laughs> I like it. All right, Luke, anything else from you? Nope. Britt, anything else from you? Good here. All right. Hey, enjoy your bye week. Be safe. Do something fun. Join QB Club. Go grizz.com slash QB Club. If we know you, we'll talk to you soon. If not, we'll see you right back here next week. Go Grizz. Fight on.